And let the record show that the meeting started at four minutes after five. So that takes us to the adoption of the agenda. Uh, I understand administration would like to add under new business capital project lift station and upgrade as item 14 under uh, section 8. Any other additions? If possible, uh, while Trent is here, we could add the garbage collection tender and he could speak to that as well. Okay, um, so that'll be under new business or? Yes, please. Okay, so I'll make that 815. Um, waste, residential waste contract? Councillors, any additions or deletions needed? Hearing none, I'll take a motion to accept the agenda as amended. Uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer. I still move. All in favor? Passed. That takes us to the minutes of the uh, March 9th meeting. Um, any uh, concerns, any needs, any uh, corrections need to be made? I'll make a motion to accept the uh, minutes as presented. Uh, Councillor Just uh, <clears throat> a friendly amendment. i uh, just trying to catch up electronically here, but I had uh, <clears throat> motion, motion 1503181, and I guess I just had a uh, – why do I not see it here? We dump from uh, – yes, yeah, so the, the current language, uh, uh, I'm on uh, motion 1503181. Bylaw 1955 debenture bylaw for the purpose of developing lot for lease at the Peace River Airport. Maybe just a language uh, cleanup there. Maybe it should read uh, bylaw for the purpose of developing additional lots for lease at the Peace River Airport. So the friendly amendment would be um, additional lots for lease at the Peace River Airport. Uh, I Unless I see, which one are you? I see executive assistant Anna is oh, bringing something over here. Uh, this this word here for the purpose of developing additional lots oh, for lease at the Peace River Airport. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That would be in the description of item two. Right. And, and again, it's it's plural, and the idea that there are additional lots or more lots. So, uh, just a small item, Your Worship, but okay. that would be my suggestion. So, uh, Councillor, I, I agree with that. So, you would you, your motion is to adopt the uh, the minutes as as amended. Bye. Yeah. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion. So that takes us to the minutes of March the nineteenth, twenty fifteen, special meeting. Uh, any need to uh, modify modify that, uh, or well, to to correct those minutes? If not, I'll take a motion from a councillor. Deputy Mayor Manzer. I move that council adopt the minutes of March spe uh, special council meeting March nineteenth. Okay. All in favor. That takes us to uh, 
public hearings. Are there any public hearings, Ms. Alexoff? There are none. Okay. That'll take us to presentations. And uh, I've got a... I got a big check to present to the Alberta Pond Hockey Association. There you are, Mr. Allen. We're going to do a photo op on this one, if yep. you don't mind. So while we're on the hockey theme, um, the mayor of Fairview, Gordon McLeod, phoned me up the other week, and he wants to make a little wager on the uh, uh, Peace River uh, Navigators, uh, Fairview Flyers, uh, and uh, Northwest Junior Hockey League Championship Series, and um, and. And the wager they want to make is that if the Navs win, they'll wear Na uh, Navs jerseys to their council meeting, uh, to their next council meeting. And But if the Fairview Flyers win, we have to wear Fairview Flyers jerseys to our next council meeting. So uh, they didn't make a motion on that, but I suggest that we make a motion to accept the wager. Your Worship, I'd put a motion on the floor to accept the wager from Mayor Gordon McLeod of Fairview on the North Peace Navigators versus the Fairview Flyers Best of Seven NWJHL Championship Series. Should the Navigators win the series and championship, the, Fair, the Fairview Town Council shall wear Navigators jerseys at their next council meeting. Should the Fairview Flyers win the series and championship, the Peace River Town Council shall wear, flyers, wear the Flyers jersey at their next council meeting. In interest of fair play, also the jersey supplied to the losing council to mark their humili humiliating loss shall be washed and cleaned. <laughs> okay. All in favor of um, Councillor Ford's motion? <laughs> Very good. Okay. So uh, there are a couple of other uh, one, uh, some other presentations to be made. We have the Snow Angels. We want to uh, 
honor the snow angels for the last uh, for the 2014-2015 winter season and um, I is ah great I mean so we have actually a large number of them I'll read out yes, everybody's yes, names. Okay. So, uh, and and actually, this is a very important. Uh, this this really is an important uh, uh, service. Well, it's uh, they do it. The Snow Angels actually do this out of their own um, their own volition. Uh, they don't do it for money, but they do it to help out. Uh, uh, particularly seniors, in terms of clearing snow from sidewalks and walkways, uh, especially for those who have physical limitations such uh, and people's, uh, people with disability or health concerns. And, uh, and as we all know, if for seniors to slip and fall on the sidewalks can, uh, can lead to serious injury. So we really want to express our thanks to the Snow Angels, who for this year are uh, Don Kennedy, Dexter, you're going to have to help me out, Brent, here with it, how to pronounce your last name. Grimacheski. Grimacheski. Uh, so Dexter Grimacheski, Ryle, Riley Grimacheski, Brent Grimacheski, and we also have Cam Harris, Judy Cohen, uh, Jill Rowling, and Shirley Becker. And uh, what I have for them is a certificate of appreciation. And I'll actually come and present those. So Brent, oh, we'll get the photo off in here. Brent, I have for you a, uh, a certificate of appreciation, and we also have a couple for your for your sons. A, uh, and we're calling these, um, what are we calling these? These are the, uh, well, mug and, mug and, oh, there's a toucan, yeah, toucan there, there's a snow angel, a town of Peace River mug, and there'll be, uh, you'll also get free medium pepperoni or cheese pizza, courtesy of Domino's Pizza, and a Tim Hortons gift certificate. So you can use your coffee mug. Thank you. And Cam. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Cam. Can I get a photo of both together? Oh, great.
here's your, here's your toque. I'm sure you won't need it this summer. Thank you. But there should also be a pizza certificate and a Tim Hortons certificate. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. I think we can take the jerseys off now. <laughs> the winter season is now over. I kind of like it. Oh, I'm way too hot. I we did already. So, uh, And uh, Mr. Don Roshuk, we've got a spot on the agenda for you to make your presentation. Uh, and uh, there's, we, if you need the, uh, yeah, just um, Anna will help you set it up. Pretty easy one to accept, aren't the Navs up three three and zero? Never over till it's over. Yeah, could be a longer no, series than sure, you think. I think the favor is in the Navs' hands. That's for sure. Are you suggesting that we give Fairview odds? Oh, not at all. <laughs> I'm just surprised that he put that wager across me and down three and zero. After they got a few players up their sleeve, they're flying in. Yeah. <laughs> I think they have a few Peace River names on their roster. Yeah, could very well be. I could start right now. There's just a few pictures on there, if that's all right. Okay, sure. Anyways, I'll start off. My name is Don Roshek, and I'd like to thank you all for me to uh, come and voice my concern here in front of you. Much appreciated. And just, <clears throat> I just put this together today, but I've talked a little bit in the last few weeks in, in regards to the concern I have, and it's been kind of going on for throughout the winter. But anyways, I'll just start off a little bit of history. I'm from the local area. I've worked at DMI now for 25 years. I've also farmed in the Napa area up till 2011. And at that time, I decided to uh, uh, retire from farming and just stick with one, one occupation. So I moved into Peace River. I bought a house located up in Saddleback at 8102 105th Avenue. I chose to buy a home in Peace River because historically home values in Peace River have always held firmer than the outlying smaller communities. And I've seen that over you know the past 20 years, you know, living in the Napa area and you know, I've being associated with peace server and whatnot, so I believe a part of I, I believe a part of the reason for this, for for the home values to stay firm at peace server has always been because uh, peace server has always had a high standard for building practices as well as planning for the future. 
So my concern is when I came home from vacation in January, say, I seen a modular home in my neighborhood. <clears throat> I was surprised as well as disappointed. So my questions are, why a modular home would be approved with a discretionary decision to be set up among permanently fixed homes in this neighborhood? Not only does this home bend the definition between a manufactured home and a modular home, it also has a very, per very poor curb appeal, and I believe it will diminish the home values in the vicinity. I want to know what the council is going to do about this and how council will be preventing this from happening in the future. The next question I have is, what was the discretionary decision on bringing in a modular home amongst permanent homes based on, and why was that decision still approved when this modular home obviously does not fit the lot that it was put onto? And the reason I ask is because prior to moving to town, I was going to buy uh, two lots in the north end and build. And there's quite a number of building codes and, you know, going through the motion. So I, I knew a little bit about it. And then when I moved up into Peace River, I thought, yeah, this, this should hold some firm values. Not that I'm going to move tomorrow or anything, right? But it's still, it's still an investment that you kind of want to hold. And uh, then when I seen this modular went up, to me, right from the curb, it looks like a double-wide trailer. And uh, I know when I first moved up in, into the neighborhood, that lot was for sale. And then I heard it was sold. Then it wasn't sold because they couldn't get a, a building permit to put a modular up. So it sat for sale for another year, two years, something like that. And then it was sold again. And then uh, this was probably November or something, maybe October. I seen a bunch of pipe going in. Not unlike, just like what they do out in the building, building pads. They hydro, put a bunch of pipe down with a hole, tap it down, cut it off, put a structure on, right? So when I seen the pipe go in, I give Sandy Davis a call, and I called her up, and I said, you know, i got some concerns. I see all this pipe going in. You know, and to me, that looks like it's going into, you know, maybe not a permanent structure going up. You know, it's not screw pilings or anything like that. And, you know, I know we use, we use screw pilings to get a mortgage on a trailer. It has to be permanently fixed. So there is places zoned for manufactured homes. So when I seen the pipe go up, and I asked Sandy my concerns, and, and she assured me that it was... I don't believe she said a modular home, but she did say that it was not going to be a manufactured home, which by definition, maybe it isn't. And I was concerned on the type of structure going in and the curb appeal, and she assured me that it was going to be a single-family dwelling, such and such and such. So kind of, you know, I just kind of let it at that, you know, trusting, maybe a little bit of naive, naive on my part, but trusting that, you know, it was going to be looked after and we were going to have a, you know, a decent-looking home put up. So then I come back from January, like I say, and then I see this go up, and I, and I go, oh, geez, that's not quite right. Then I see a bunch of my neighbors coming up to me, and they go, oh, man, what the heck's going up there? You guys got a trailer in your neighborhood now. And, you know, and I heard all sorts of comments, you know. Um, I'm sure some of you have as well. If not, they're out there. So anyway, so I have a couple pictures here, and you guys can have a look at it, and uh, I, could, I could leave this here notes with a couple questions we could discuss later. Sure, it should be a discussion for later. <clears throat> sure, great. And, and the other thing too is, you know, up in Saddleback, it's 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 a you know, well, we'll call it a prestigious neighborhood. So you got some pretty expensive lots going up, pretty expensive homes going up, and uh, oh, here we go. So I should have a few pictures. So when you first look at this, like there's the front, 
And I, I'm pretty sure it's too close to the back of the lot, too, in here. But anyways, that's whatever. So when I look at this, I'm sure you all could... This is the front of the lot. That's right in the front. You can see the curb. And you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be mud and everything tracked up because it's, it's construction, right? But my concern... What the heck? I had another picture. Didn't... Anyways. What about looking straight west? That's, that's straight yeah. off from the curb. You can see the curb, the cul-de-sac. So when I talk about curb appeal, which is appeasing to the eye, that is not uh, very appeasing to the eye. You know, and, and you know from yourself, everyone that lives up there, driven up there, there's, you know, some pretty nice curb appeal, some nice homes. And I would think that we should keep a certain standard to that to that extent. So <clears throat> getting back, you know, like what's going to stop back in new lots being developed if we're not watch, watchful on this sort of thing? You know, I'm not going to knock the fellow that put the house there or anything, but to me it's just, it's an inappropriate home for the lot. Because, you know, if, if you went down on the north end and bought three lots and put it, you know, to the front here, you could probably make it with some curb appeal. But as it stands right now, I, I really don't feel that should be acceptable. Okay. So um, we... Uh we have the urban planner here, and uh, um, I, I don't know, Ms. Modi, can you speak to any appeal routes? Uh, are there any, uh, any uh, is there any recourse for Mr. Rashik? The appeal recourse for this, uh, there's always the ability to appeal to the Subdivision and Development Appeal Board. Nobody else can turn that appeal down except for them. So uh, that is possible. That being said, the uh, development was posted. In this case, it was actually posted twice because they had to come back for a variance from the original permit. And it is beyond the appeal period. That being said, it is definitely up to... Yeah, and I realize that, yeah. and I didn't know there was a written appeals for it until now, until I went through some of the bylaws and whatnot. So when I called, I just thought it was, you know, they had a phone number, just call. Yeah. So that's when I phoned Sandy, and she did not mention anything about a written appeal or, or okay. that. So, so like I say, I, I didn't know when I went into it till what I know now. Mm -hmm. So I, I realized I didn't miss the appeal period. Yeah. And, yeah, I'd like to see them just cut the pipes and take it back out, but... <laughs> the reality of it, if it doesn't happen, though, I think we should be more cognizant in the future. You know, not only the appeals going up, but you know, we have to look at what kind of what type of homes are going up to, to pick a lot. Right. I say I, I really don't expect a whole bunch of answers today, <laughs> but it's just a concern that I, I had. So um, I, sh I, sh I, w I, w I do want to say that, uh, so these things go past the Municipal Planning Commission, and I think they're always looking for people. <laughs> and, and I don't want to make more work for you, Mr. Rajik, but in terms, but I, uh, uh, and uh, part of the problem is uh, getting people on this committee and uh, to the point that we have actually allowed people from outside the town of Peace River to be on this planning commission. And, um, you know, we do need people to, to uh, 
Well, that's certainly the, the first line of defense is the Municipal Planning Commission. I guess there is one last appeal avenue, and I don't. I certainly don't want to make any judgment calls, but obviously this is getting to be at the last minute. So, um, I uh, I think I I think I think we can all uh, commiserate with you. I, I think we can all understand your uh, your concern. Uh, anyone have questions of Alicia Modi or uh, um, or of Mr. Rashak with respect to this development and his presentation? So, Alicia, could you just clarify for us um, how the um, zoning works for modular homes throughout town? Uh, right now in all of the residential districts, a modular home is a discretionary use, which means that it has to go to the Municipal Planning Commission before it's approved. Um, and the Planning Commission has the ability to, on each individual application, make a decision yes or no based on a variety of planning considerations, including curb appeal. Uh, in this case, the report went before the Municipal Planning Commission. Uh, there were diagrams of the home and of the proposed development, as well as the neighborhood uh, there were pictures of that, and the Planning Commission decided that they felt that this application would fit in the neighborhood because uh, it had a substantial picture window that would go into the front, and the actual finish of the home was similar to the finish of ho the homes in the neighborhood. Any other questions? I think just to clarify for the record, you're mentioning Sandy. Sandy's engineering. I don't believe you would have addressed this. It's probably our development officer. Oh, I yes, but oh, I, I've never talked to you. I think you might have been Susan. Susan Martino is our development officer, so that that maybe is who was. Oh, it could be. Like I say, it was back in November, October. It, it may have been. And I'm sorry. Okay. I, I okay. Oh, sorry. My mistake if it was, because I'm not familiar with the faces of yeah. people. So how, how close does what was presented to the Municipal Planning Commission represent what was here? I know I on the those modulars put by the travelers, the package we saw was very much nicer looking than what finally went in, at least in my mind, my, nicer went in there. Is that the same thing that they were uh, showing very nice pictures so it looked really good and then, you know, they, what actually went in does not deliver, it did not deliver? I, I mean, this is, I guess, personal opinion in this case, but I would say that they're pretty similar. Very the, similar. The picture to what's on the ground now, it looks pretty similar. I, members of the MPC could speak to that as well. You spoke to a, uh, um, a development notice or whatever where they put the sign up on the property. Yeah, they had a certain what was that? Do we know exactly what was on that sign? Did it say modular home or? It it did say modular home. I would have to go pull the file, but Susan and I have spoken to it, and she's the one who wrote that sign up, and she is positive that she wrote modular on the development permit notice. Okay. I, I do I know I do know that there's some modular homes out there that do look quite presentable. They're on solid foundations, basements, but when I seen the drill pipe going in the ground, and I thought, oh boy, it's not quite 
the scrapbook. Yeah. You know, and then you could throw up some plastic siding or something, or I mean, uh, skirting around the side. And from from the angle we're looking at, we're not looking at much different than a double wide trailer. And you know, and I'm sure it's going to affect property values. And down the road, if this thing isn't hot, it could devalue certain neighborhoods across the town. We have a couple of, uh, well, one uh, modular home in our area, <coughs> in our area and uh, uh, if you were to drive by it, you you could not identify it as a modular home. It's certain you could not. Oh, no, absolutely. No. I and I, yeah, and and yeah. what strikes me odd about this is the the orientation on the lot. It even from a future resale, I, it's not my money that's invested in this house, obviously. So I would hope that the person considered that because uh, just the appeal of it is certainly not very eye-appealing. Uh, specifically, my question uh, to the development officer, if I was to build a garage, I'm looking at this lot, if I get the lot line right from this picture, if I wanted to put a garage on this property, can I do so? I'm just looking at the picture again and I'm looking at the recess and I've seen this on Google Earth. It appears to be a very deep lot, so could does our bylaw allow for any additional structures to be put into here? I'm not sure if you could fit a garage on there right now. I don't think that's the intent of the land owner, the uh, property owner at this point. Sign. And when I phoned the lady now, and she assured me that there was going to be a company with a detached garage as well. And, so and where would that go? I'm not sure, because already the setback is too close to the back of the lot on this home already. And you said when the detached garage on the back, it's definitely, I think there is some... Could you, could you just flip to the other picture there for a minute? Or? Again, we, we don't know what the, the future holds for this lot, so there's, is, is it got a garage or doesn't it? Does someone got the permit? Do we, do, do we know? The application this this gentleman suggests that there's a, going to be a graduate being built here. Well, that's here. what she told me on the phone. There's going to be a single-family dwelling with a detached garage. The development application that was approved was simply for the home, not for any accessory okay, buildings. So, all right. So if there's further construction, there'll have to be another application then. Is that a fair yes. conclusion? Okay, thanks. Okay. Well, thanks for bringing this to our attention and uh, the attention, and I'm sure that this this will also get onto the MPC agenda in terms of uh, things they need to uh, be aware of. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for hearing me out. Are there any bylaws to be heard, Ms. Alexoff? Okay, thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, there are no bylaws. Okay. That'll take us to unfinished business. Uh, uniform quality management plan in the building discipline. Probably building disciplines, probably. 
Yeah, who's going to speak to that? The quality is. This was just a clarification from last meeting over the schedule as to why it was fire. Uh, we checked back with the building code, and they said that's a standard uh, appendix to all agreements. So it, it was appropriate to be there, and they, they've indicated that it's standard on all quality management plans. Okay. So, so the request for a decision is, again... Uh, that we approve the attached uniform quality management plan. Correct. And that, and that we forward the new version to the Safety Codes Council Administrator of accreditation for acceptance. Is there somebody that wants to make that motion? I put a mo motion on the floor, Your Worship, that Council uh, approves the attached uniform quality management plan as presented in option one. And uh, and for, and you, would you do you want to forward that version, the new version to the Safety Codes Council Administrator of Accreditation for acceptance? Yes. All in favor of uh, Councillor Ford's motion. Passed. Okay. Um, uh, request for decision, uh, like Cardinal Economic Regional Economic Development Board, in terms of reference. So uh, my understanding is there's one uh, one change that they're looking for, and this was to uh, drop the. Uh, well, I I guess part of their terms of reference was to forward copies of the board meeting minutes to the administration officers of the MD of Peace 135, Village of Berwyn, Town of Grimshaw, and Town of Peace River. And um, the background to that was that uh, uh, one or more of the administration officers weren't getting these minutes. Uh, but for what reason, though, I didn't quite understand the reason why they felt that they could drop this particular clause, not that it's a concern of mine. I believe the issue was that the board was discussing confidential business oh, okay. items and then they were being brought forward in a public meeting. So that okay. was the concern. Okay. I guess the question I have, I... I prefer more transparency, and I know maybe Councillor Sawcheck can just I'd rather see stuff going if there's sensitive stuff than have them go on camera, and so people can see what it, all the whatever it is they're discussing. Like there can't be a lot of stuff that's that sensitive, is there? It, most of it is business, right? Like guys come in with a business proposal, and depending on if they're looking for property or they're proposing to bring a business in, certainly it can be impacted by public perception prior to any deals being made, right? So. Um, it would be the same as us going into camera to discuss legal items. Well, basically, our, virtually our entire meeting is in camera. They're not open to the public, mm -hmm. and uh, so our minutes, depending on what they reflect, should be in camera items as well. Okay. <clears throat> Probably want to get the Light Cardinal Board to uh, to take off Joanne Trudeau's name. She probably doesn't appreciate her name being thrown out there 
in emails that she doesn't even sign. So it's uh, yeah. The, the reasoning for that is because the laptop that she was using had her name affixed to it, and, and the phones and stuff, and that has been changed over, I believe now. So, do you want to make the motion on this on this item, Councillor Sajak? Uh, just give me a second here. want to see the wording of the recommendation. Okay. Um, yes, I'd like to put the motion on the floor that we accept administration's recommendation that the Town of Peace River and Chief Administrative Officer be authorized to sign the new version of the Lac Cardinal Regional Economic Development Board terms of reference subject to the removal of Clause 17. All in favor of Councillor Sontag's motion? Passed. Anyone against it? Okay. One. So passed six to one. Uh, we item uh, three under this is a letter from the County of Northern Lights. Uh, their CAO. Um, if we go through uh, each and every of the, every one of these uh, paragraphs and do point counterpoint, we'll be here all night. Um, I don't know. Is there a uh, is there a motion in terms of uh, well, minimizing the time? Well, Your Worship, I I won't debate with you how much time we need to spend on this. But when I did I did review the letter, and uh, uh, perhaps this is better handled at one of our governance. Uh, sessions that we're planning but in the meantime uh, her the letter does cause me some concern in that there's a statement in here that suggests that uh, we have reversed our decision uh, regarding the MCR program so I've uh, I've just crafted a a motion so if you could bear with me I I would make the following motion to direct administration to request that Miss Van Ort clarify in writing the reasons for her statement quote that the town of Peace River has recently reversed their position regarding medical core response. In addition, I would request that uh, Ms. Ort forward letters uh, that she has received or have been forwarded to her in, in her capacity as CAO or the County of Northern Lights or any individual councils from Mr. Diesel or Mr. Squires regarding the fire services in the County of Northern Lights. Uh, I realize that's a lengthy motion. I can pass it over to the recording secretary, or I could uh, repeat it again if you wish. Any uh, any comments or discussion? I just have a question, Your Worship. Um, the two names that you mentioned, where where did those come out of? There's been uh, some exchange of uh, some correspondence from uh, residents concerning the. Uh, the fire services agreement and those two names uh, were provided that they have uh, written to the county and have expressed some opinion about the uh, the program and where we stand so I would like to see those letters as part of our record uh, from the county I feel like we're dealing with two different things here like the information we were given when we were talking about the medical correspondence and this here totally different than the issues that Northern Sunrise or Northern Lights is bringing forward. So I, I guess I, one thing I'd like 
Like I look for a copy of the agreement to see whether it specifies, you know, how many full-time firefighters we're supposed to have, that kind of stuff. I, I think that's the crux of the issue, you know, when I've talked to others of Northern, Northern Lights is they see that somehow, um, you know, this, this, the response times to, to Northern Lights will, will be diminished. Uh, I know Mr. Diesel. I've talked to him. Uh, talk, talk, long before I was on council, he expressed concerns about what was happening and the way that the um, the Warrens or the he's in he's in Warrensville. The way that fire to the hall was shut down. So I, I guess obviously there's some decisions that they've made that are affecting on on this as well that I don't see addressed in here as well. So I, I guess I would like to see quite a bit more information before we make any decision on this. Kelly, can you respond to that? I'm, I'm not sure what, what's your question exactly. They, what uh, I can tell you what happened is we met, we talked about the MCR. I think they were satisfied with the MCR, which I assume is what her reference is alluding to there with respect to the MCR. Um, she was going back to her council. The next thing that came was this letter. So at their council discussion, I assumed... I assume they're okay with the MCR, but they they wanted to deal with the other issues of, of changes in manpower, which I think means it goes to the committee, that the committee should be meeting. So isn't, isn't that the next step in the... Well, I'd like some clarification myself on this comment. Recently reversed their decision regarding medical co-response. I don't uh, recall a motion on our part reversing that decision, so... That's part of the premise of this letter. Uh, we would seek some clarification. And uh, uh, is, uh, isn't that though the reference to where we changed the service level at one point? We had a motion that changed it to uh, standard first aid. And then we've changed it to allow everybody to practice to their current accredited level. Did you write the letter? No, but that was the discussion I had. Yeah, well, I would. Well, perhaps she can put that down in writing. Uh, I don't remember uh, having a motion here to reverse the medical co-response decision. So I'd certainly like to know where that, com that comment came from her. She's putting it in this letter. And, uh, and like I said, we can, we can spend all night here debating each and every one of these paragraphs. Uh, I guess... I well, Your Worship, I just a, a point of order. My motion's on the floor. I would uh, hope that uh, you would accept it. I think there's lots in this letter that can be discussed at a at a governance meeting at a, at a later date. I think uh, Ms. Van Orth needs to clarify that statement that's made in there, and when we get some clarification, we can deal with the other points uh, in the letter. Um, so I, I guess I'm trying to break the problem apart. Uh, yeah. We get bogged down with these things. We spend a lot of time here, and uh, we've, got a, we've got other pressing business before us this evening, and I would suggest we move along. I just have one question. Is there a timeline with this dispute resolution in terms of when we need to call that committee together? I don't know. Once, because we completed the first step, which was you and, and Ms. Van Ort meeting, correct? Yeah, and that had to be a 30-day window. 
so now it's another 30 day window from from their response from from when the committee meets so which was the second step of the process so we have 30 days from when you met with Ms. Van Ort to have the committee meet? Uh, well, this is the response to it, I'm assuming. So that, that part is done. We met that 30-day window. The, they have now come back with this letter, which I assume is, you know, they say they don't want to proceed with dispute resolution. I assume that means to arbitration. So that would mean to the committee, which was the next step of the process. So we have until April 11th to do that? Is that basically the deal? I I don't would, know the exact date. And, and would the fact that we're requesting clarification have some impact on the timelines? I, honestly, I think it would be up to them whether how they felt about it, too. They're, they'll be the ones that would have to push it to the arbitration. It just depends if they feel the need to do that or not. Okay. Could I suggest we get, could I suggest we get Councillor Needham's motion read back to us? Or reread. <clears throat> Councillor Needham moved to direct administration to request Ms. Van Orr to clarify in writing the reasons, grounds for her statement that the town of Peace River has recently revered their position regarding medical correspondence, and further that Ms. Van Orr forward letters forwarded to her in her capacity as CAO or the County of Northern Lights Council or any individual councillor from Mr. Diesel and or Squires regarding fire services in the County of Northern Lights. Friendly amendment? Okay. <laughs> Could we not just say any correspondence? Like, I guess I'm just not, like, because... Okay. But Northern Lights seems to be holding information. Like, they had a fire assessment services whatever you want to call it, review done. Uh, even the volunteer fire department personnel didn't see that or did, weren't given a copy of it. So, I mean, obviously they've got information that they haven't been forthwith in terms of, like, I don't know all the decision, what decision-making process went in their minds to go into that agreement and what they thought they're getting. Like, to me, I, I've never, since I'm on council, I didn't assume that we were, you know, responding the way that they assume that we are out in out in the in the in the county. So any correspondence? I, I would accept uh, um, any. I would I would perhaps like to leave those two names plus uh, any other correspondence. Uh, okay. If if we could leave the names in and uh, and expand it to include uh, and other correspondence. So uh, all, I'm going to call for a vote on that motion. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? And against? Six to one. Okay. That takes us to... So does anyone have a copy of the agreement? Did any of the council or you've got it? All right. If you can send it to me, please. That takes us to uh, new business. Uh, item one, uh, spring, fall, cleanup bins, tender submission. So this is residential waste uh, pickup? No, this is the spring and fall cleanups. Oh, okay. So what you have in front of you is the only submission for the request for tenders for the supply of bins and the transfer of waste. And um, it was the Meston group that supplied it. And it's attached and with the quote, or with the quote, 
me. And your recommendation is? Well, you, my recommendation is that we do award it to them to provide this service to the town residents. It's a very valuable service that the residents have, have come to expect. Can I ask a question? So, Mr. Mayor, the 14% increase over last year, um, are we kind of being held over a barrel because they're the only... It was close. They did not know that nobody else had tendered. Yeah. Okay. Did the Meston Group have the contract last year, Sandy? Yes, they did. So this is above and beyond what they did last year? 14% above their bid from last yes. year? Yes. I think it was one twenty nine ninety nine was last year's. What was rate. the total altogether, though? Because the the prices per bin. So, what, do you recall what the 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 total amount that we spent on spring and fall cleaning? I believe it was twenty some thousand in the spring and eighteen thousand. Right. I'm I'm thinking it was altogether is forty thousand. Yes, thirty eight thousand or something like that. But I'm I'm not sure. So a pretty substantial increase, really. So do we know why we only got like I guess I'm why we only got one bid? Like I'm concerned anytime when you go to tenders and no one bids, it means no one wants to do the work or they don't like working for you or there's a whole whack of stuff in there. Like was there not to time for the others to to give quotes or was Meston that low last year the others didn't feel they could even compete with them this year? No, last year waste management competed or tendered against him but by going with weighing the weights they had more loads or transportation trips but weighing the weight versus what waste management was going to charge it was much cheaper to go with Meston. I don't know if you remember the comparison I did last year. So this year that we uh, eliminated those inconsistencies in the tender, so you had to bid on the same thing? You've always had to bid on the same thing on these ones. You bid on the delivery charge for the bins and then the bin dump charge. Now, last year... Um, it was based on the previous year's tonnage that went out there, and then I did a comparison between what waste management charged, was going to charge or proposed, and what Meston proposed. And Meston, when you weighed the actual tonnage that was sent out, came in much substantially less than waste management. And that's why we went last year with waste management. Or, I'm sorry, West Meston Group. I apologize. I'm still not following, but anyhow, so, I just remember it wasn't. So uh, the uh, this so end up being about forty six thousand uh, dollars, so six thousand dollars more than uh, last year. So remind me who pays for that? Do does it, the town of Peace River pays out of its own coffers, or does the uh, wa uh, the Peace Regional Waste Management Company pick up? They pick up. The bins and the dumps, and we pay the guys that that monitor. I think we actually do. We pay the tonnage Kelly, You're going to have to help me on that. Well, I'm. We, we pay the tonnage. They pay for the bins and the dumps. Yes. Okay. 
So they'll pay for a big chunk of this. This is, yes, they pay okay. for this. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is one of the yeah. benefits we get from being part of the Peace Regional Waste Management Correct. Council. Your Worship, if I may, just uh, not the really of what we did last year or the year before, but scrolling ahead to this year. So one of the issues seems to have been the, uh, I'll just use the word compaction factor, it seems to me that in one of the older contracts that there was issues with some of those bins, uh, I will use the words not being compacted, and then we're hauled out on a light load basis. So when I look at what's proposed here and when we manage the site, is there some sort of management structure in place to try and make sure that we get good compaction on those loads, or is is it is there any any control there, or is this is all pretty much, uh, I know there's staff there that sort of direct the traffic when it shows up, but in terms of making sure those bins are properly compacted and filled, um, just to reduce the, the number of loads. Right, and that was an issue a few years ago, and we dealt with waste our Peace Regional Landfill concerning it. And when last year, when I brought it, they were involved in, the decision. They were involved in the decision. I gave them the decision and why, and Art Sawatsky agreed with me that we were doing the best, taking the, the lowest last year. Now, the bins that they use are different than the bins that waste management uses. If you re Those that have used it, they have the side opening, and when you compact those down, the doors don't open properly, so they're very, very reluctant to have anybody pushing those bins down. Oh, okay. And we have damaged the bins and we've had to pay for them. So, and those are the bins that you just described or what we're going to get again this year? Yes, the side opening so people aren't throwing in. They have they open on the side. Right. Well, I, I think we're... Uh, I don't know why we're even voting on it. The decision's being made. So yeah, uh, well, I, I, but we yeah, need a motion to uh, Well, you're, uh, you're absolutely right. I, I guess all I'm saying is in terms yeah. of being uh, responsible for taxpayer money, I mean, yeah. I, the bin and the design, I don't know why the hell that's my problem, but it is my problem to make sure we get good value. And, um, you know, maybe Meston needs to provide a better bin. I, I don't know. I'd well, com comments coming back from people that use it. The older people love those bins yeah. because they can open o Older than me? <laughs> older than me. <laughs> well, that's really old. <laughs> they really like the ability okay. to... Uh, well, I, I, I guess my only point is that yeah. uh, I'm a regular user. I love the program. I think it's got value. Uh, yes, I will support this, but I, I just think that we need to do a better job on some of those loads. That I, my experience is it was... Pretty pretty light loads, what I saw go out of there. Mm -hmm. No, and you're absolutely correct that some of them were light, but on investigation, some of the light loads were tree branches. And But you're right. We can make an effort, even more of an effort this year, to monitor the bins. Okay. Your Worship, if I may put a motion on the table. Okay. Um, <clears throat> to accept uh, administration's recommendation... Uh, to award the supply and transfer disposal of bins for the spring fall cleanup to the Meston group. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to call for a vote on that. All in favor? Uh, so when is spring fall, spring cleanup going to be? 
Um, the May 8th to the 18th. May 8th to the 18th. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you know when the fall cleanup is? Do you have that? October also? 2nd to the 12th. These are tentative. Oh, okay. It's on the list. Okay. Yeah. October 2nd to the what? 12th. Oh. Okay. Thank you. Or are you here for Pat's Creek sure. project as well? Um, so we tendered and awarded the Pat's Creek project, as you're, you're well aware. Um, the province has told us uh, we're getting funding for this project, which is why, why we awarded. Uh, and with all the announcements in the paper and what we think is coming in the budget and all those kind of good things... Um, we're worried about whether or not we will get phase two. So Pat's Creek needs lots of work. The way it's currently designed and the project we have in front of us was uh, basically armoring all the inlets and outlets going into the pipe so that if something were to happen in the pipe, you wouldn't have water bubbling out like last time. Uh, and then it was dividing the pipe in two. And in this project, we were going to clean out all the gravel uh, in the downstream end and repair the floor in the downstream end. And the reason for that is, well, we couldn't do it all in one project. I mean, ideally you would have got all the money in one project and be able to do absolutely everything, but you had to split it somewhere. And what's under the gravel is an unknown. So we wanted to tackle the unknown first because when you take out the gravel, you don't really know what the cost is under there, and if it ends up being a big cost, you can put it into phase two. We think the floor is probably better under the gravel than it is upstream, but we wanted to find out in the first phase, not the second phase. Okay. Um, but now that we're getting a little bit reluctant on phase two, what we're thinking on doing, and we want council to support this, is taking the valves and the reinforcement of the outlets out of this project, because they're a very costly item, and do the entire floor. So we'll do. We'll remove the gravel. We'll fix the floor. We will take out the uh, the valves and fix the entire floor because there is floor in the uh, upper part of the pipe that is in extremely poor condition. We know that, and we were going to fix it in phase two. We're scared that if we don't get phase two, that we're better off to fix the known problems. I mean, if we get phase two, the valves are a great idea. I think we need to do them. But they're an enhancement, whereas fixing the floor is a structural integrity item, and we can't not do that. Um, so for that reason, uh, the, the contractor uh, that we're dealing with is very flexible. He's willing to honor his price that he submitted for uh, continuation of fixing floor. He has uh, a floor price in there. Uh, at the time when we closed bids, he was uh, extremely cheaper than the other two bids, and he's honoring his prices. So I think we're getting good value by, uh, you know, we're not getting taken advantage of by doing this change. Uh, so I think it makes sense. So to do the floor, we would have to eliminate all the valve work, or would there be a possibility we could do some? And um, we're trying. 
we'll have to work with the budget available, but we're hoping that we would still do the very lowest, the the ones at the very low end. You know, as you come upstream, they have less and less value. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, well, that was my next question: is if we can do some, you've prioritized the ones that need to be done. You bet. The, clo okay. the closer to the river outlet is the most important ones. Right. Thanks. So, just to clarify, you're talking the entire floor of of the culvert would be repaired in phase one. Yes. The whole length. Yes. Okay. Well, minus the pieces that were already, already fixed. done. Right. You, you you did a piece, and then transportation did right. their their piece at the front end there. Yeah. So you would do the whole thing minus what was already done in the last couple of years. And maybe just clarify the transportation piece this year. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, in our current current contract, there was. Uh, $86,000, roughly speaking, of uh, work that we were going to do on the AT section of the pipe. And, again, that made sense to do when we thought the province was paying 100% of the project. You couldn't really ask AT for money when you're getting money from the government, getting money from the provincial government on the other end. Um, but now that we're worried about phase two and now that they're saying that it's only 90% instead of 100% funding, uh, we've talked to AT and basically told them, look, we're we're getting nervous, and if you want your work done, we want you to pay for it. And those talks are going very well. They're they've asked us, we've submitted some stuff to them, and they'll probably do up do us up an agreement to pay for those items directly. So that frees up a little bit of money to do more on our end. And what is their work again? Um, is, well, is everything, under, the everything under the interchange we, we consider to be transportation's piece okay. of Pat, Pat's Creek. And they have one uh, culvert that's a meter in diameter that uh, drains from one of the loop areas into Pat's Creek. And okay. it's in bad condition and needed to be changed. So it was changing out a, uh, a one meter diameter culvert that drains that area into the Pat's Creek. So maybe forgive my ignorance here because I don't really totally think I understand all of this, but originally when we started talking about Pat's Creek, you had shown us sort of a map of the culvert and the areas that were really bad, moderate, decent, unknown, that type of thing. So when you replace the floor of the culvert, what does that map now look like? Would it all be yellow? Would it all be green? Like I guess what I'm wondering, what's, what's the long-term effect of doing that? Well, if we do both phases, the direction we gave the consultant was design this thing with a 15-year design life. Let's tackle the stuff that would uh, would be necessary for the next 15 years. So that's so replacing that, the floor and doing the valves. Yeah, it was the valves and the floor and, and this piece within the transportation okay. section and, and doing all these things that are necessary, right? Um, so, that so how many of those are we going to take off in phase one, I guess, just... 75% of what we need to do? Well, there's, there's still... There's still I know there's a lot that needs to... That, that isn't designed yet even. So, um, so I think, to, to clarify, I think where you're going, cost-wise, it's about 50%. But what Trent is suggesting is, uh, after our discussions, the, the priority work in order to keep the integrity of the pipe is to do this work first. To avoid a major catastrophe of it failing. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay. But, okay. But overall, it was about fifty percent. Our next project was roughly two and a half million. This is two and a half million, roughly. And that was to buy us time, right? Until we knew what was going to happen with 
the culvert itself, and Correct. those were our bigger discussions, right? Okay. Correct. Okay. And and just as a reminder to council, we still have not formally received approval for the grant money. We've been we've been told over the phone a couple of times. They told us they were going to send a letter, and then they came back and said that they won't be sending anything until uh, the budget is approved. So we still have not got formal approval of this grant. Just, uh, Trent, if I could, just to clear, so fixing the floor, I soil washes out, uh, soil up top falls around the culvert, and then the whole whole structure could collapse. That's that's the theory behind fixing the, the floor. Because you, the well, the theory behind fix, fixing the floor is there's upstream parts where you're you can stick your hand through the floor. It's it's completely rusted out. Okay. So and if you don't fix those areas and something was to get in underneath there, you can wash the fill and it could rip the whole thing like a tin can and block the pipe. And okay. And okay. So and and to and the fix the floor is a new piece of metal or are we talking concrete? We're we're talking laying a concrete. Okay. Uh, so this is a pre a pre a prefab form nope. that just moves along and is filled in, or is it a form that's... No, they, they'll, form, they'll form it as they go. I form mean, it as it, they go. I mean, the walls of the pipe actually right. form the side, and, but they, they'll, and they, they have to, they'll have to section off a piece and pump the water around. And and then leap, leapfrog in sections as to the two. Okay. Yeah. So what pre prevents... Okay, so here's the culvert... What prevents the water from edging along the side and going under the, they, the they, cement? They clean and dry the concrete so that it seals to the, the to the existing pipe. The timing then, it sounds like, like I, originally when I attended that meeting, this was all winter construction. It, it was supposed to be winter and, and with the delay in the province uh, awarding awarding this like we had to tendered in January and we couldn't award and so that has delayed it and then we had an early melt so um, again the contractors being uh, re really working with us in that all that he's asked for is an extension to the completion date uh, to work to work with us on these items so uh, that's that, that's good for us it's good for him so the intention is care of water like they'll pump pump around or yeah if, if Watch they, her, eh? Yeah, exactly. And we've told them that he has to talk to Northern Sunrise and make sure there's no beaver dam dripped out while they're working and, and those kind of things. We we had lots of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a local contractor, too, right? Um, he's done a lot of work out of here. I think the, the I believe their main office is at a Sherwood Park. Oh, okay. That's not what I meant by local, but anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Mayor, I put a motion on the floor that... Um, Council support admin administration's recommendation to change the phase one scope of Pat's Creek culvert upgrade to reinforcing the entire culvert floor with concrete. Uh, yeah. Do I need to say anything about the money and all that? No, I think that's, I think that should be sufficient. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion? Unanimous. So before you leave this particular subject, so uh, when I look at or when I've seen pictures of Pat's Creek this year, I really see just a, like a big ice cork at the 
at the river at the Peace River end. So my concern is that, uh, and I guess this year is probably uh, less of a risk than other years. But I I have some concerns that you we we have these thaw melt freeze, and we get these accretion accretion of solid ice at the at the far end, and that basically ends up being a an ice plug because it's pretty hard to. Uh, um, well, it, yeah. It, well, from what I saw, it was halfway full of pure ice. So how do we? Uh, how do and and of course you're in a culvert. It doesn't melt as quickly because it's in the shade. So how do we uh, address a, a potential flood damage, a flood scenario from a cork of ice? That. Um, all I can say is I share your your concern. Um, we uh, are you going to be here at uh, three in the morning when it floods? No, um, we actually uh, Butch right. uh, discovered discovered that and alerted us to it, and we were actually in talks with the contractor to go in and get that out of there when the melt started. I mean, had the the melt been delayed another. Two three days, we would have been in there uh, oh, removing okay. it. So, uh, so, what was that, the so we were we were trying hard to get the contractor here to get oh, going okay. and get that ice out of there, and then the runoff started and and he couldn't mold. So, we share your concern. How do you prevent that in the future? I'm not sure. You put valves, and so if it plugs off, the, I mean that's what our design is is trying to do is prevent prevent that, but. I mean, all you can do is look at it and try and. I mean, Butch did his inspection. He he raised the concern. I I don't know what else you. I don't so know what else you do. So I see the original design. When I saw the very original report, it called for coil, heating coils, for lack of a better term. But it doesn't sound like they were put in, or maybe they were put in and ripped out with ice I've, and rocks. I've never seen. I've never seen something. Well, was they that not they used the heating coils between a couple of the phases uh, while they were doing the joining of different phases of it, oh. but I'm not sure the outlet itself had heating coils, and I think you would lose the effect just from the fact that you've got a yeah, meter of gravel on the bottom there. Or I think that that's a good part of it is getting that gravel out. Well, how were you going to get that ice plug out of there? What, what was they the were going to use the same equipment that they're going to use to remove the the uh, the gravel, they were basically going to bust it up and excavate it out. Holy cow. That's expensive. So when Actually, I... Actually, the price, the price, the, the price would have been about 30000 We had a price. Okay. Well, when I looked at it, water was flowing, and I, I couldn't... You could see the water was coming underneath that ice that was built up, like... Does anyone know what was going on inside there? I mean, I, I wasn't about to go in there by myself, and my boots were only that deep. So, like, did does Butch have a better sense in terms of what was going on inside? Like, I know he identified it, but what was it, the solid ice that went all the way up? Like, how far did it go? Was it just at the lower end, or? It was in the lower end. Just in the lower end. But definitely there's... Uh we're, we're seeing climate change. This freeze-thaw stuff never used to happen 25 years ago when I got to this country. In fact, it was minus 50 <laughs> on, on, day, on days. I don't think we ever got to minus 40 this year. So, But I, we are definitely seeing more of this freeze-thaw 
freeze-thaw, freeze cycle again? In the last two years. 1984 is the first year I was up here, and I remember at Christmas time there's water running, running in all the road ditches, so, or at least December 23rd, so. Okay, okay. well, thanks for that uh, info. Okay. Uh, so the next agenda item uh, is, oh, that's why you're still sitting there. West Hill Slide. <laughs> that was Kelly's. Yeah, that was I'm familiar Kelly's. with it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the issue there was, uh, as you can see from the information, we did get uh, a grant from Alberta Transportation to assist with, with moving the water and sewer lines on the West Hill. Uh, the... What we require, I think you've signed the yep. agreement, but we require the the motion to uh, enter into that agreement just so we have it officially for the record. To ratify that agreement, yep. basically. Okay. Motion from somebody to ratify that well, agreement. I have a question. Like, has oh. the dollars gone up? I thought we were always talking $3 million. Is that is that bumped up since they did more engineering, or is it always uh, four? Uh, no. Our, our cost, I think, was in the neighborhood of about 3.7, actually. So they... From the time we applied, they must have just rounded it up to four. Yeah, it was a $3.5 million debenture on that one because it was the same as the utility, CN utility crossing. Okay. Uh, I'll make the motion that we enter into the agreement with Alberta Transportation to uh, fund the relocation of the West Hill slide. Okay. All, all in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Okay, more costs, 2015 insurance increase. Who's handling that, Mr. Bunn? Everybody ran away. Uh, yeah, it's simply, uh, I think it's, it's laid out fairly well in the report. When we did get our insurance premium for 2015, it was higher than, than our budget estimate. Uh, the report that Al put together explains the various areas of increase. Uh, large part, it was just due to added asset values. But our, we, we really, unfortunately, don't have a lot of options in order to secure insurance. So um, there's not really a lot of room for us to move or negotiate. So... Uh, Mr. Brown, in there, it, it indicates that we have three more vehicles this, there, this year than last year. Do we really have three, or, or didn't we get rid of some? No? Uh, well, the, the net would have been three increase. I didn't go through the, the full list. Renee actually did this, uh, and then Alan just signed off on it. So um, she went through item by item on this with the insurer. And when we talk about automobile fleet, that could... That actually could mean also some of the heavy equipment that we purchase for the public works, or is this actually is sedans and pickup trucks? I don't know if the heavy equipment is included in the auto part of it. Do you know, Sandy? Some of the trucks, maybe? Well, we got the gravel truck, and it was was one I can't. That'll be this year. 
So I'll make a motion that we approve payment to AMSCD Insurance Services Limited for the invoice as presented for the 2015 insurance. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Madge's motion. Okay, passed. Uh, that takes us to a uh, request for sponsorship. There's three groups requesting uh, sponsorship. Peace Regional Science Fair. And um, their request was for, uh, I believe it was a 1,000, maybe I... Yeah, and the, then we have the Peace River Bantamay Renegades who uh, were looking for sponsorship to travel to Lethbridge or Medicine Hat or some southern location. And uh, that was for, um, was that 500? So that's for $500, that request. Your Worship, um, I think I will remove myself from the discussion regarding the Bantam A teams because I think we may be doing their charter for them. So, Okay. Are we going to do that one now? Um, yeah, we, we could do that one. And the third one is, um, there's no three? Okay. And why don't we, we yeah, why don't you excuse yourself okay. on the Peace River Bantam A Renegades and we'll deal with that one. Okay. I guess my question is, do we typically sponsor for travel to tournaments and stuff? Is that? Well, I, I had that question, but I see right on the form you uh, you get to, there seems to be a number of options here. So if you, if you go one page over activity event type and you have hosting a, an event, a community event or celebration, organization, group startup cost, and then the fourth one was travel to regional, provincial, national, or international events. And and I think, I, well, certainly my feeling was I, I can see spending money to support a group hosting a, a tournament or event because that actually then attracts spin-off benefits to the community. But traveling out of town, you really asking people to spend their money in another community. And, and again, I think the point is virtually every level of junior hockey, somebody's going to a provincial playoff somewhere, right? Like, I mean, yeah. well, uh, have we have historically one. supported these? I guess is my question. I, um, I, I don't recall there being many uh, requests for travel outside the community. There was one, I recall, the two ones I recall was there was one from the Weberville Community uh, Forest, and they, and it was actually quite a large donation they asked for, and it was really essentially to send someone to a, a forestry conference in Montreal so we squashed that, and then there was one for uh, somebody from St. Isidore actually uh, uh, made an application to go to the junior parliament that was on, and uh, one of the councillors at the time, I believe it was 
Councillor Milligan said, really, this is what the Rotary does. So uh, he directed that application to Rotary. So we never um, that. I see in the 2013 Community Support Grant Report that uh, apparently we um, sponsored subsidized travel expenses of the Peace River Special Olympics to the tune of $225. Okay. That was the uh, Vancouver trip, was it not? Was that the... Uh, I, I recall a Scottish Society application to go to a dance in Vancouver. I, I'm struggling, but I... Uh, did we approve that or did we I, deny I, that? I believe we did at a perhaps a reduced rate, but I thought we did. I guess I question the amount when you consider like what purposes and steamers asked for, which involves many more youth. And they're, for the most part, bringing, like the mayor said, bringing people here that are going to spend money in the hotels and that, as opposed to this one where most of this money will be spent. You know, on the bus and well, I think you know hotel rooms and all that kind of stuff. So, on the flip side of that, though, there's always the possibility that somebody in Lethbridge or wherever this is will realize <coughs> Peace River exists in the world. <laughs> well, no. and and we we would probably uh, donate money to the Minor Hockey Association to host the event here and and attract business, but but. But then we set a precedent. So when do we uh, when do we say like we could use up fifty thousand dollars to send every community group in our town on a travel trip? So when when do we when do we say no? Just for information purposes, talking to a lot of the uh, uh, kids' parents that are on the various teams, and I'm, I'm sure the press can help me out with this one. Um, that this year we're Peace River Minor Hockey was fortunate because we actually had quite a number of teams this year um, be able to participate in provincials. I think there was five or six teams that uh, that actually made it. But, but so you're saying there could be four more applications for money? Yeah. Those those weekends are already gone by. <laughs> Your Worship, in the interest of time, I'd be willing to put a motion on the floor to provide $500 to assist with the Peace River Banamay Renegades to attend minor hockey provincials in the city of Lethbridge, Alberta. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Those against? Okay. That's Can we put an alternative value on, like a smaller value? That I'd be comfortable with a few hundred dollars. I'm not sure whether that's going to be a mix it as well. or You can make another motion if that one was yeah. defeated. All right. I'll make a motion and we donate $200 to support the, uh, what are the, the Stampeders to go Peace Room Renegades to attend Provincials in Lethbridge. Okay. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? And those against? So it's passed four to two. Okay, so that uh, that then takes us to the Peace Regional Science Fair. That's happening in Peace River, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Monsieur Denis Gagnon of Peace River has made this application for, uh, he's a teacher at uh, 
Glen Mary High School, and the activity is hosting a regional uh, event. Is it actually here in Peace River? I think it is here. Okay. Great. So, uh, in the interest of time, does someone want to make a motion on this? I'll try two in a row. Okay. I'd put a motion on the floor to provide $250 sponsorship to the 2015 Peace Country Regional Science Fair. 250 Yep. Yes. Well, well, was that all they were asking for? They asked for a thousand, but for the last number of years we'd given them two hundred and fifty, and they okay. said, "Yeah, we'd like a thousand, but we'll take whatever you give us." So. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all those in favor of Councillor Ford's motion? Passed. Okay. Emergency preparedness week. Is there a request for decision on this? Oh, okay. Um, I'm trying to pull it up. Okay, so there's a emergency preparedness week, 2015, May 3rd to the 9th, and they shorten it to EP week. It's an annual event, and um, so the reason why this is in front of us is if any counselors care to be enabled to attend this event. I have a question. Do we have uh, staff or administration that attend this, Kelly? Is this, uh, or is it aimed at? Well, this isn't a conference. This isn't a conference. This is whether the town's going to do something about oh. emergency preparedness awareness. So. Oh, we... Uh, I guess I'm assuming that if this is something really critical that the fire department or emergency services want to do it, they would have brought it forward themselves. If you can inform us of the dates that your community is planning any EP week activities, it will assist in assist assessing the Alberta Emergency Management Agency resources that will be available to support your event. We can also assist with publicizing your event through our webpage and other <coughs> media opportunities. So there's... I, um, I don't. I don't see any enabling requirement here. This is sounds like it's just for information. And if if the town wants to get these people to help, do is they emergency pay for their help or what? No, the request is here is whether council has any interest in actually hosting something. If not, then I would suggest you just receive it for information. But protective services, they haven't identified no. wanting to do anything. I, I mean, I think part of what we do is around the, the awareness of the river breakup, and we put some stuff out and get people some awareness there. So if, we're not, if they're not prepared to do anything else, then I think we should just accept this for information. Okay, is that your motion? Yes. All in favor of Councillor Burr's motion? Passed. Uh, um, this would change the 
So that then takes us to 2015 disaster form. I think this may be the one that you were referring to, Ms. Alexoff, in terms of enabling. Yes, I think so. Sorry. Um, there's a form for disasters, and um, I guess we're willing to sponsor counselors to go to this this disaster form, assuming it won't be a disaster. So do some staff go to this? Uh, you haven't, I, I put it out, I haven't heard anything back yet. Oh, it's at the BAM Center in Banff, no less. Oh, uh, I would put a motion for us that this be accepted for information. That should save us on some accommodation costs. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Mazur's motion. Northern Alberta elected leaders meeting April 10th. You're a regular uh, elected leader goer, Deputy Mayor. Are you going to attend this event? I would, but somebody else could. I also note that they would like um, any suggestions for agenda items. Yeah, I think that silence is, you may as well take that as a no. <laughs> and uh, do you want to be enabled or should we enable one counselor to go to this? I thought you were already yeah. enabled to attend. I don't really know. I have gone. <laughs> okay. I'll put a motion on the table, Your Worship, to enable Deputy Mayor Manzer to attend the Northern Alberta Elected Leaders meeting on April 10th in Berwyn. Uh, maybe, well, seeing that it's in Berwyn, uh, perhaps just enable uh, three councillors to go. Yeah, just a, a point, Your Worship. Uh, I think we've got uh, trade show duties as well uh, oh. on those days, just so that everybody can watch their calendar oh, so we don't okay. get overcommitted. That's not to say somebody can't go, but uh, okay. I have trade show written now. Maybe just enable one councillor to attend. So all in favor of uh, Councillor Benke's motion. I was thinking, well, we could, if it, seeing it was in Berwyn, we could send everybody there. Uh, uh, GPRC, so the Grand Prairie Regional College, feels that the mayor of Peace River should attend their convocation. Um, I think that we should just... Um, accept this for information unless someone has a burning desire to go to the is a GPRC alumni and would want to relive their convocation. I thought this was a personal invite for you. <laughs> it certainly looked that way, didn't it? So I would move that this item be accepted for information. Okay. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion? So does that include an RSVP that you won't be attending as they ask for an RSVP? Yeah, okay. Um, perhaps you could ask them to stop sending that. But anyway. um, 
Well, the Snow Angels PDF, the nomination program, so I think we essentially dealt with this item, or do you want uh, additional, anything additional? Frida, request for a letter of support regarding dental clinics in McLennan, high level in the Crete. And I believe, uh, Councillor Benke, you're going to lead the discussion on this, are you? Yeah, you betcha. So we had a Frida meeting on um, Friday in Falaire. And one of the topics on the agenda was a discussion regarding the uh, dentistry clinic that's in McLennan. Uh, it's a training um, program that they put their students through in terms of um, those that are getting close to completing their education, and it allows them practicum experience. It's been going since, I believe it was 1978, so it's been going for a while. Um, provides a, a, an invaluable service to McLennan. Right now they have one dentist in that area, and they have a population of 4,500. The average um, dentist per patient, national average for patient-to-dentist ratio is about 1,700, and the provincial is about 1,900. So it's well, well, well above that. Um, what's happened is is that the program was originally under the university – or sorry, it used to be under Alberta Health um, – with special grant funding, and it's now being transferred over to the University of Alberta, but the funding hasn't gone with it. <laughs> so um, both McLennan... Now, the letter, I believe the actual letter of support, and um, I thought it was attached here. Oh, here it is. Um, I believe is referencing... I'm not sure if it's both clinics or if it's just the McLennan Clinic. Um, oh, no, it is all three. So Preet is quite concerned about this. One of the things that we like about it is, is that it brings these professionals into the area, um, gets them used to the area. They're more likely to consider coming back and working in the area, uh, so let alone the, the benefits of having these clinics in the area. Uh, it services Aboriginal clientele. It, it services the seniors. It services low income. It services anybody who can't get in to see a dentist. So it really fills quite a void in the area. Uh, so Preta has asked us to um, send a letter of support, and there is a letter in uh, the package uh, that Preta sent, and it is um, sent by Elaine Garrow, who's the chair of Preta right now, uh, and they are asking that our community send um, send a letter as well, supporting that these clinics remain open and remain funded uh, as they have been. Okay. Any questions for Councillor Benke? Hearing none, Councillor Menke, would you care to make a motion? On I would, Your Worship. I would uh, request that administration draft a letter um, to the um, Minister of Health in support of the um, maintenance of the satellite dental clinics in Lacrete, High Level, and McLennan. If administration likes, I know Preta said we can use the, uh, the letter that they sent as well if we want a template, so we can use that as well. <laughs> Uh, all in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Just, I know we need to move on, Your Worship. Was there discussion, uh, Alberta Medical Association, I'm sorry, the Alberta Dentist Association, when Preta had their discussion, w w did their name come up? Um, and they the only reason I mention that is I know uh, our Dr. Root in Peace River was the, um, I'm not sure if he's the current president or past president, but perhaps administration could include uh, 
Dr. Root in a CC of that letter just to build a little local support? Yeah, I, there wasn't any mention of that. Um, however, there was mention of uh, a lot of the dentists in the area looking at retirement age and not having anybody in the area to replace them. So that was some concerns that were brought up at the meeting in terms of uh, not having enough to begin with and, again, sort of like the physician situation getting us into a, an area where we are now underserviced. So um, I think a CC would be appropriate. Sure. Yeah. So if, if that small addition could be uh, considered when administration, not just a, a draft or a CC to, uh, to Dr. Root. Yeah, it does make – I'm not sure make a difference. My wife did that. She did the high-level stint when she was in hygiene. So I – that didn't make any bearing, but it made it easier for her to come up. She knew there were dentists up here, so. Okay. Good. Um, so that takes us to the small communities fund application, I believe. Um, and and uh, I guess I take it, Mr. McLaughlin, you're going to you're going to speak to this. Although I noticed that. The presenter is Trent McLaughlin with an A, and you spell it with an O. <coughs> no, I spelled it with an L. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I noticed know, I know okay. that, but it was too late to change it. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought I had been spelling it wrong all these years. No. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, McLaughlin is not a name that comes up on the spell check, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes, uh, so you're going to speak to this. This is the Canada, uh, the uh, Canada, the Building Canada Fund, and the one that's dedicated for small communities. Yeah. So uh, the applications came out. They have to be in by April second. There is a uh, ninety-four million dollars over ten years is uh, what the grant is. So how much will be in this current budget will be interesting. Uh, it's eligible uh, to communities with less than 100,000 uh, population. So that's the size of the communities you're competing against. So it's going to be very stiff competition for this grant. Uh, the grant is basically um, third, a third, a third, right? So if you get $3 million grant, it means it's a $4 million project with a million dollars going to yourself. Uh, so uh, the application we'd like to put forward is for uh, essentially uh, sanitary work that's needed within the town. Uh, we, we put together on this application a large project uh, at a very approximate value of about $11.5 million worth of, of work is on the application. That doesn't mean you need you, you have to do what you can afford, obviously, and, and based on the amount of the grant given. But I figured rather than narrowing the scope, to keep it as a, as a, as a broad scope application because all the work needs to get done. Um, and this would allow you to prioritize it when, when if you actually are successful and get the grant. Um, so we put uh, forward the, um, the lift stations. There's two lift stations. Sorry, uh, we need a motion from council to support the application. 
So you said the deadline is April the 2nd? Yes. So are you planning on pulling a couple of all-nighters to meet this deadline, or are you done? Yeah. We've roughed it out already, so it's just a manage of brushing it up this week and getting it in, providing you present us a motion to... I thought this would take you back to your engineering lab days when you had to do it. So in terms of this application, so if we're successful for a million dollars, does that mean we supply a million? No, it's a third, a third, a third. So it's it's one-third from the federal government, one-third from the province, one-third from yourself. And so the most you can get is 1.5 from the feds, 1.5 from the province, which is a total of three, and then you would have to put in your, your third. So you're, you're sorry, your 1.5, sorry. So what's the total? I don't have the documentation in front of me, sorry. What's the total cost of the project we're submitting? We're submitting an $11.5 million project. <laughs> okay. That, that's not going to have any bearing on the acceptance of it, that, that's, that it's like over twice what we can even get? No, no. Um, at least not that I can see in the scoring. Uh, the scoring, uh, do you want me to run through what what the scoring criteria is? Well, I guess I just want to make sure that we're not going to send this in and then they're just going to toss it away because it's just too large for them to even make a dent in? No. Okay. And, and in fact, uh, it includes the pro, it includes the project you're, all, you're already doing with transportation and we've highlighted in the application that you're receiving the, the two million from transportation. So that brings it down to nine and a half which is still a huge project for... So then if we get it, I, I'm a, is it a phase? Like if we get it, are we committed to then... Because it's not really a million and a half of our dollars. It's it's nine and a half minus three, and then the rest is us, right? No, I, I, I don't believe that you'd be committed to do the whole thing. You'd be able to break it down in phases. Okay. I mean, they're only committing to uh, $94 million over 10 years. So I, I, don't, I don't believe that you're... You'll have to provide them more details, but this is just here's what we're thinking. That you're not even required at this time to submit plans or anything okay. like that. I mean, okay. the more you the more you give, the more they understand the project and the more they can score it. Okay. But uh, I correct me if I'm wrong, Councillor Benke, but our member of Parliament isn't he the parlim- parliamentary secretary for infrastructure or public works? Public works. So. So we might be able to bend his ear when he comes to town next time about this project. But uh, uh, who wants to make a motion on this? I think it's a good idea. I'll make that motion, Your Worship, okay. that we uh, uh, apply to the uh, what is it? Western? Building Canada. The Building Canada Fund for uh, small communities for assistance with our projects. Uh, maybe just specify lift station and sanitary sewer line okay. projects. Okay. For the lift area upgrades, or lift station upgrades and the sanitary sewers upgrades. Okay. All in favor of uh, Councillor Burr's motion. Okay. So if I can just yeah. add, the, there's um, a component where you can get extra points for partnership. The MD of Peace is actually requesting us to partner on their application. They've got one in to extend the water lines along Shaftesbury. We, in turn, have asked whether they would consider partnering with us on this project because part of the oversizing here would is in order to accommodate any of development that would happen west of town. 
Um, I haven't heard back from them yet today, so uh, assuming that that's where we go, it'll probably come back to next meeting again with a request from them and possibly from us that we would just put in as amendments to our application. Okay. Yeah, ho hopefully we get some back and could write it in. I mean, I don't think we actually need, yeah, you probably need a motion from them to put it on the application. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a motion is required. And they don't meet until April the 8th? So I, that's why I think we, we send in the application and then we send it in as, as a Amendment. supporting documentation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that'll take us to item 13, which is TA uh, Norris Middle School invitation to present. Um, um, so they're looking for a um, for a, I, hopefully they're they're not looking for only the mayor. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, then uh, they'll have to go to Flair or uh, Saint Isidore or Grimshaw. I'm sure Bob Regal uh, can speak French. Um, so, does somebody want to volunteer? For you have close ties with the Peace River School Division, don't you, uh, Deputy Mayor Manser? The two females on this council will handle this. Oh, will they? Great. Thank you for stepping up. <laughs> okay, uh, so a motion to enable uh, Deputy Mayor Manser and Councillor Benke to... Uh, to uh, do a class visit to the TA Nor uh, Norris Middle School. I can uh, I can make such a motion to enable uh, Councillor Benke and Councillor Manzer to do the presentation at TA uh, Norris Middle School. Okay, all in favor? Great. Um, and capital project, lift station four upgrade. This is an addition and um, so I don't think I had a chance to read this one. So please go, uh, maybe give us a bit of a brief on this, um, Ms. Uh, Ms. Adams. Okay. Um, a few years ago, lift station four was brought onto the budget and was deferred until last year, this budget year. And so... WSP had started the engineering and they were told to put it on hold. And so we had a meeting with them last week to discuss where they were and the engineering aspects of it. And during this meeting, um, we were talking and a question was asked by Kelly that made everybody take a pause and rethink this. And it was discussed and that there was a solution or a, a, not a solution but a different a, maybe a better solution to transporting waste from the west side of the river to the sewage plant, the wastewater plant. So what we're asking is that council trans approve the transfer of the budgeted amount from lift station 4 design and engineering to the lift station 1 
which would have been brought forward for the 2016 budget anyways, while it gives WSP and engineering time to revisit the, an option. It may be a better option, and we just would like to explore that without deferring the engineering for our lift station for another year. Okay, so when we met in the budget, so that there was a choice between, so there's a number of there's there's a number of lift stations that need need refurbishment. Correct. So we so the recommendation at that time was to do lift station four. You're saying there's been some developments, and so instead of lift station four, we'd like to do lift station one and defer lift station four to a to another day, the to, year, basically. To next year, and that gives us time to explore a solution, a better solution. Okay. Are you going to provide more of a hint of what the solution is, or is that? Oh, what happened is um, they were discussing where the waste man, or the sanitary main comes down into lift, or into lower west piece, and then goes to the lift station four, and then back up. And Kelly asked the question of why are we going down and pumping up? Why do, no, why do we not complete that segment of pipe? And that's when everybody kind of went, oh, yes. Good idea. Makes sense. But you'll always have to lift lower yeah. west piece waste up. The, yeah. Potentially the difference is... The pumping, costs. The, the pumping costs in the station itself, it would be a, a tremendously reduced station that would be required. So very ballpark numbers instead of the 1.6 that we budget, <clears throat> maybe in the neighborhood of three, three to five hundred thousand, if if we do the connection, and then if we do the connection, that immediately allows the development to start occurring up uh, in the back side of of misery in order to feed into that system. So I think that was the the idea is let's take a, a really good look at that instead of investing in this lift station now. And basically the <coughs> the footprint the, of the lift station for lift four is the same as the one for lift one anyway. So it's an easy transition to move it over to lift one for now and carry on with that project while we can do a little bit more studying of this option. Are you looking for a motion, Your Worship? Sure. I uh, uh, make a motion that Council authorize administration to transfer the budgeted capital amount allocated to the design and construction of lift station number four to lift station number one. All in favor? Passed. Um. And where is lift station one? It's uh, right across from mental health. Do you know where that is? In there? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, there's wasn't there another addi addition to the agenda, and that was uh, residential waste management. Yes. And Mr. McLaughlin will speak to that. You bet. Right. Okay, so uh, we went out for proposals. Um, when we looked on EPC, we had a whole pile of people pick up on it, but we only actually had two submissions. 
uh, come in. And uh, so the two submissions, uh, one was from uh, our current contractor, Waste Management Corporation, and the other one was from uh, Evergreen Ecological uh, Services at Sherwood Park. And uh, uh, Waste Management uh, proposed on uh, two options, uh, the automated uh, curbside pickup as well as uh, automated curbside pickup with uh, weekly yard waste uh, collection. Uh, Evergreen Ecological uh, proposed on all of the options and created their own little sub-options as well and and even proposed on option four which was come up with your own option. So uh, they, they provided lots of different uh, ways to go with this, and I did my best to uh, summarize it here for you. Um, their re their recommend. Excuse me, Trent. Yeah. Does council have Anna? Do they have anything to refer to? Uh, front of yeah, you? that was the addition actually. And if you just want to press refresh on your screens. Oh, yeah. Little... Probably okay. have to follow. Everyone have it in front of them now? Yeah. Okay. Um, one reoccurring theme between both contractors is they both strongly uh, suggest limiting the amount of bag pickups. In, in fact, I'll, uh, I'll actually read you something out of the, the waste management one. The... Uh, it says the provincial average based on 3.1 residents per home is just over 850 kilograms per home per year. The average in Peace River based on the volumes last year is 1,219 kilograms per year. Whoa. Okay, this, this, is a, this is something that your current contractor provided in their pr okay. proposal. It says... The average in, or it says the provincial average based on 3.1 residents per home is just over 850 kilograms per home per year. The average in Peace River based on the volumes in last, in last year is 1,219 kilograms per year. Yeah. Well, maybe that's because we got more than 3.1 people per house. It could be. Um, but both contractors, uh, strongly suggested limiting the number of bags. Now, if you go with an automated pickup, you do that automatically, right? Because you're saying, here's your container, and you can't put out any more than what's in the container. So if you go with an automated, you are doing that. And you can fit roughly three bags in a, uh, in a container, in a tote. Um, the uh, Evergreen Ecological was... Uh, lower priced on all their options, and so that I'm I'm going to talk mostly about their proposal because they are the lower cost alternative for no matter which option you choose to go with. Um, the uh, they gave a price for automated cur curbside pickup. Uh, it would fit within your uh, current budget uh, or your current cost. The uh, to switch to 
uh, automated curbside pickup would be uh, 163,000 a year, very roughly, plus 11,000 the first year to uh, organize the mobilization of all the bins. Uh, waste management uh, comparative price for the same service would have been 235,000. So, uh, so you could switch to that. Um, service and uh, that is certainly one of the options the option the contractor was recommending is don't uh, switch to automated but stick with manual pickup limit people to three bags but start offering weekly blue bag pickup that's what they would like to see because then you're actually getting people to start recycling you limit them to three bags but Put out as many as you want, well-sorted uh, blue, ba blue bag recycling. Um, the cost that they've uh, submitted calculates to uh, 221,000, uh, very roughly speaking, uh, for to manually pick up garbage and manually uh, pick up blue bag uh, recycling. Uh, as you can see, if you, if you want to consider uh, some of the more more expensive options, you could do an automated uh, curbside pickup plus also do uh, uh, blue bag pickup and it would jump to 282000 uh, but then you're beyond your current budget. So if, if you... I, I can certainly talk about more of the options that are here, um, but really there's only... Uh, three options that fall within your current budget, and that is switching to automated curbside pickup with the bin supplied, which doesn't offer you any recycling. Uh, you could continue to uh, do manual pickup without any recycling, which would leave you some savings in your budget. Or you could uh, do the one the contractor's recommending and limit people to... Uh, Three, three bags uh, a week and start offering some recycling pickup. The recycling, if you do go with the blue bag recycling pickup, it would be transported to their facility in Sherwood Park where they actually own a full uh, facility for sorting and processing uh, the recycling. So are these the people that uh, handle the uh, town of Fairview? No. Okay. How about the town of Grimshaw? No. That's uh, that is uh, a company that did not submit. I just offer a comment that um, this three bag limit, unless it's in a bin, what's the real difference now? Like okay. other than we pay extra for extra garbage, but if it's not in a pre-supplied bin, then that's the the uh, you you would have to. As part of this, they would educate the public on what is an acceptable can and that the garbage has to be bagged, right? If, you, if all you do is fill a garbage can they're not, and they open it up and it's not bagged, they're not going to dump it. And as well as if there's more than three bags, they're going to pick up the first three and leave the rest there. Whereas right now, they're picking up everything. But no bins are supplied. No bins are supplied, but yeah. there's a good education campaign done to tell people you have a three-bag limit, and you can buy additional tags from the town. So if, you, if you're if you moving or something and you're going to have a whole bunch of extra garbage, then you would have an additional 
uh, tags that you could buy to uh, uh, to put on your bags, and then they would pick them up if you bought the tags. I sort of think, unless we go for the bin situation, that we're really not doing anything different. I, to me, it's interesting we should use this opportunity to ask questions, but I think uh, uh, I think people might want uh, a week to to think about this. And uh, like when when are, when's the the contract that we have with waste management is over when? May 30th, yeah. 31st, the last day of May. Yeah, so this would be to start June 1st. Right. But you worship on the on the RFP, uh, you, when you began your discussion, Trent, you mentioned that there was lots of hits on a website where people showed interest, but only two came forward. So La Prairie uh, did not come forward. Uh, it's not La Prairie, it's just Prairie. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I said La Prairie. Yeah. I meant, yeah, let, they, they did. let me drop the LA as <laughs> Prairie Disposals. Yeah, and they um, did not submit. And they're doing Grimshaw, correct? Yeah, correct. Right. Um, so speculation that they're not interested, or did they inquire, or um, I'm just wondering why we didn't. Uh, it, it, it's it. actually, uh, the interesting thing there was I... Uh, had to, I put out a very small addendum with about, a, uh, about four or five days to go in the tendering period. And when I noticed that they actually hadn't picked up at that point, and I actually picked up the phone and told them it was out, uh, I phoned their office and said, hey, I noticed you haven't picked this up. It's out. And I sent them the addendum. Uh, and they still didn't submit. And Councillor Needham, I discussed this with um, Alan. Mr. I Alan can't remember Brothers. his first name. Not Gordon, but Howard? Howard. Howard Allen. He had come in twice to discuss this with me, so he was well aware of it. Thank, thanks for that. So what do we need to know about that Sure Park company? Like, they're quite a bit cheaper. Like, is, are they, I guess, is it, do they know what they're getting to and, and they believe that they can do it? Um, yeah, uh, I did uh, to actually... Uh, that leads me to another part that's in here that uh, I hadn't got to yet is that the other piece of work that is in, was in the RFP is supplying bins to the uh, town facilities, right? The arena, the uh, wastewater treatment plant, town shop, all that, the, the yard, the, the bins for the town's facilities. Well, waste management was uh, significantly lower cost than... Uh, evergreen for the bin supply. So I actually talked to the uh, contractors and said, you know, would you be comfortable getting that work? And both of them are comfortable with that. So uh, ever, uh, I'm recommending that we actually go with waste management for the bin supply because they were the low, lower price for that portion of the work. Uh, and then that would maximize your savings going through this process. Um, so I did, when I did talk to them, uh, Evergreen seemed, uh, very excited about it. They're very experienced. They included a letter of reference from the city of Leduc, uh, a letter of reference from the city of Lloyd Minister, uh, a letter of, uh, uh, recommendation from the city of St. Albert. Uh, so, I mean, they're certainly, uh, experienced in, uh, waste collection. 
And they're doing both. Like in those municipalities, they're doing garbage or waste pickup and recycle pickup as well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, in fact, on the uh, when I talked to him on the, on the blue bin uh, for recycling, uh, he basically said, yeah, Calgary's doing that and don't do it. He, he, he said, if you're going to do recycling pickup, do it in bags because you can see what's in them. Whereas with the uh, blue containers, when you dump them, you don't see what's in them until after it's dumped. He and said, well, con- people are throwing microwaves and all this kind of stuff. And he said that the city of Calgary has up to 25% contamination when they're using those blue bins. So he, his recommendation was if you're doing recycling, stick with the bag so you can see what's in it. And it's cheaper. So and, and with the automated, he, he felt that the, the cost of the maintenance obviously is borne by them for the first five years in, in this contract. But he says, you're paying for that maintenance. And at the end of the five years, you know, the town owns the bins and it's going to be responsible for the maintenance of those bins long term. And he thought for the size of the community uh, and with the, with the manual pickup and the blue bag pickup, it's the same truck. So you'll notice that when they, uh, they supply an option in here for automated pickup and blue bag pickup, that actually costs more for the blue ba- – adding the blue bag option costs more because they'll have to run two separate trucks. Uh, then if you add it blue bag to a manual pickup option. It, seem, it seems somewhat odd uh, if I'm understanding the logic because on the automatic when you're not, you're not running two people on a truck, you're running one person on a truck. So No, but what, what I'm saying like is... Comparing apples to no, oranges? What, no, I, I guess what I'm saying is... Uh, he he supplied a price for automated pickup of one hundred and sixty three thousand, yeah. and it costs a hundred thousand dollars to add blue bag to that option. But he supplied a price of one hundred and fifty thousand for manual pickup, and it only costs eighty thousand to add blue bag to that option. So the, the the additional twenty grand a year is because of having to run two trucks. Did. Uh did you go any further uh, to break this down, Trent, in terms of an actual uh, charge on a utility bill? How much um, could you could you break these numbers down to come down to a residential number? Right, currently we pay fifteen dollars a month uh, as a residential. Yeah, actually, so actually uh, in his submission of uh, of prices, it is on a price per uh, household amount. I've uh, in the summary, I've just tur- turned it into total amounts for you. Um, the and it it will be, this agreement will be based on the number of households in the town of Peace River tax tax roll. So if all of a sudden you have new houses that get developed over the life of the contract, your value will your value will change as the tax tax roll changes. So if I knew how many utility bills we published every month and divided this number by that number, is that is that what you're saying? Um, it, that wouldn't equal uh, exactly because uh, we're only going to pay the contractor for residents that actually get garbage picked up, whereas everyone that has an address gets billed the garbage. So, And that's because they still have access to the landfills and that kind of stuff. So if you want the perfect example, uh, a condo, uh, people living in a condo get charged for 
a garbage fee, but they don't get it picked up from their house. So the contractor wouldn't be paid for picking it up from a condo because he doesn't pick it up there. He will only be paid for the number of residences in our system that have uh, garbage picked up. So let me just... But, so but it is basic, but in his submission, it's a price per household times the amount of household, households we believe are in the system. Let me just go back to what you said. You said if you're a condo, you get charged a garbage pickup fee, but no one picks up your garbage. And then there's a dumpster, and then they handle the disposal of, of it themselves. So it's not the town going there and picking up the, the building's garbage. Right, but they still pay a fee to the town. Well, they probably would they pay two fees? So when they when the condo guys go out there and they they don't pay a tipping fee because that's all paid through their it's part of our it's part of our contract. So so I, I actually sorry it's part of the town contract and and that has been in the town bylaw for. Forever, I don't even know when it came in, honestly, but th that has been the way it's been. I think we struck that about two or three years ago. I don't. You just went through the bylaw, did you not, Ken? I, I just went on the information you, that, that I got talking to you. But uh, but but this number I got from working with Renee on how many ho households we believe would be picked up from. Like we, in your system, it's sorted by the type of households, and so we totaled it up. It, it, we calculated that there's 296 households, 2,096. Yeah, well, if you got it from Renee, that's probably the right number. Yeah, yeah, Renee was the one that was digging out the numbers. So, so but but that but this is how many places would get picked up, not how many people would be charged. How many would be charged? I don't know that answer. This all get mind boggling. <laughs> <laughs> it it is, and that's why I turned. Is there any one of these that does, um, okay, garbage pickup weekly, um, recycling biweekly or something like that, all in bins? Because if there's bags, it goes to the mayor's statement a time or two that the birds pick it up or the dogs pick it up, no matter what it is. Y uh, yes, and uh, it would be beyond your your, uh, your current budget. You, you could have uh, that automated you could have automated pickups from with bins and blue bag picked up uh, weekly for two hundred and seventy two thousand but I mean I, Elaine it sounds like you want the bins but you we can still require people to put bags in their home garbage cans at home like we do now we just have to force the stuff and limit the size so I'm saying then what's the difference I'm not sure. Like, I don't. Do you know what city of Edmonton, where my daughter lives? When I saw the garbage truck there, the waste management truck, they were actually picking bags. Like, they just put it on bags, and they're they're not those big dumpster kind of things. So, can we ask Grimshaw what they do? Since we've got a council person in the audience, I I, I know or what you could? Gr Grimshaw does. They do the the they do the automated uh, curbside pickup. They they and then their recycling is just a. Uh, a recycling place, uh, 
where people go and throw their recycling. And uh, so that would be equivalent to your 163 plus the 11 MOB uh, third item down on, on this list. I guess I'm a little familiar with the town of Olds, and what I see there is these bins. They're bigger bins than the smaller garbage things, and I think they're on some sort of biweekly system with respect to, and it might be biweekly with respect to garbage as well as bins, I'm not, as well as the recycling. Biweekly, triweekly, I don't know. So, Well, you want to stick with weekly garbage, though. And neither one of the submissions dealt specifically how to handle composting, right? Like, like that's compostable materials would go in, in the waste and go to the landfill. Yeah, um, the uh, your current contract did uh, contractor did provide a uh, automated curbside weekly garbage collection and weekly yard waste uh, collection. Okay, uh, which he would only run for six months a year. And that option was 347000 a year, so it's substantially more than your current budget. So the current budget is around 200000 right? Yeah, so, so we get Evergreen Ecological, which is manual pickup, four-bag limit, 150000 Then we got automated curbside pickup, bin supplied, $163,000-odd dollars plus 11000 mobilization or whatever. Geez, we can't go wrong with that. We're saving money. Yeah. But so, then you're not so providing any any recycling. So it's well, uh, well, we, we But do. you're not right now. Well, we well we have a recycling center, so that yes, sounds like what what you just described you just described for Grimshaw, Grimshaw. Yes, is they have automated curbside pickup with bin supplied, but you go to a depot if you want to recycle. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little more effort if you're a recycler to get out there, and I guess you got to you, you're going to walk the talk if you're a recycler when you have to go to the depot. Okay. But there is a segment of the population on this road that would like to see curbside recycling, and would want it within last summer or whatever, and they've made a pitch, and I'm sure she's not the only one. My my wife for sure would pay it just for curbside recycling. So is there any option where you could have automated pickup for, I don't know, a couple of years and then get into the recycling with a bin or Well, what is whatever? this, a three-year contract? Five. This is a, this is a five-year contract, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, the contractor would be open to adding a service in, in future years. Like, I mean, if you uh, – I mean, if you – you know, choose something where he supplies a recycling bin. Obviously, he's not going to like if you back out of that or something like that. But if you if you pick, you know, the automated curbside pickup now, and then in your next budget decide to add a blue bag pickup, I'm sure he'd be happy to work with you to, to do yeah, something like sure. that. Okay, and one final comment for me. I read the Grimshaw paper again, and uh, the Grimshaw paper informed me that the Town Council of Grimshaw was looking at a bylaw or some kind of fine system for people who did not um, take their bins off the, off the street. Oh, so another revenue generator. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I guess if somebody can go and check who didn't. But I'm wondering, is that something that we end up looking forward to as well? Uh, actually, the when I talked to Evergreen, he said that's one of the challenges is, uh, you know, it seems pretty straightforward with most residents where to put that can until you get down into it. And then, you know, that's the 11,000 MOB is for him to have a staff here for the rollout to work with people on the best locations to put those bins, right? Because you... The, the question um, is this all uh, street uh, garbage pickup or do they go in the back alleys in some areas or well, is it, it dependent it, it, would, it would be primarily the street but again you have to look at every residence and put it, be put in the can where it makes the most sense it has to be so the truck has to be able to access it Right, so obviously they probably have concerns of you know where it's safe to stop and you know all those kinds of things that you know in general it'll be front front side pickup and for most people it'll be pretty straightforward but it, I'm sure there's lots of unique circumstances that you you start going through town. Sorry, third, to third last question. <laughs> um, do we have any concerns about uh, the truck full of garbage going down to Edmonton versus going to our landfill that's closer? Does it cost us if it goes to Edmonton in uh, terms of t tipping fees? Uh, the, the, to, to be clear, the garbage would go to our landfill. Yeah. It's only recycling option that would, the recycling would go to their recycling facility. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, where, where did you read that one? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Garbage truck was going down the road. Okay. So Trent, I, just uh, in terms of timing, um, we're, we're I, I got, yes, I'm reading the options before us. So we're, we are, we've got a contract that expires May 31st, May 31st. Yeah. Okay. So this contractor, if we decide to, to pick a new one, he, he needs to, uh, logistics in terms of organizing this and getting bins as he talked about a deadline. What's, I mean, we, obviously we can't let him know on May 30th and he, say show up. Uh, he, uh, he he did submit a timeline for imp implementation in his okay. in his proposal, and his uh, timeline basically starts with uh, putting ads out middle of April. Uh, so no matter what option you choose, you need to start telling people what their garbage service is going to look like. Uh, and so his his proposal starts uh, middle of April. So how about this is we table, I, I'm just uh, suggesting Councillor make a motion to table this so that I, I think there's still some questions and people still want to work it out a bit uh, amongst themselves. And it also gives an opportunity for the public to weigh in. Um, um, they can contact either the town or councillors directly. And there may be more questions, so what I'm suggesting is perhaps people can direct the questions just to Sandy so she can put them all together. And then if you're the guy to answer them, Trent, she can give it to you in one, one, one lump so that you're not spending yeah. 15 minutes here answering this question and then another question comes in and you're answering it, taking a half an hour to answer that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, and and probably might make it easier just to bring all the questions to the 
next meeting of council and just answer them verbally rather than we pay you X number of dollars an hour to type out an email. Yeah. And uh, because I, I get the sense that there are still some people who have who want some time to think about this decision, or am I wrong here? How do we get public input on this? Maybe we uh, put it out on the website and uh, ask people to uh, for comments in terms of. I know there isn't much time, but we can put it on the website already tomorrow. Right? Well, maybe the newspaper and the radio will do some good coverage for us, and we have an extra week because we don't have a meeting next week, right? I, I know the trade show was not necessarily. Oh, there we go. You know, I, I know Peace Region Waste Management is going to be at a trade show along with the town of Peace River, and I know one of the discussions, uh, and I am on topic, um, one of their discussions is public consultation with respect to the future of the current East Peace uh, landfill that's talking about the size of the footprint and so it, it does tie into this topic in a in a broad sense uh, so I know uh, they're going to be there talking about the future of their operation and perhaps this information would be useful as well uh, again that's that's going to be after our next meeting it's though. going to be getting late in the day though yeah. that's the only problem I, I kind of like the idea even if we're just doing baby steps of to start the automated curbside pickup, if we can add recycling at a later date, I think somebody else mentioned that. Um, I mean, we do have an eco center, and you know, it, we should be supporting its usage. Um, I don't know if it would change much if we added curbside recycling, but I wouldn't want to. I mean, we've got a really good facility there. I wouldn't want it to not be utilized. Um, so you're keen on making decisions today. Well. I mean, I'm, I'm, if we want to put it out for public consultation, I'm just saying that um, personally, that's where I would see it at. Right. I think our recycling rates are very low because of the difficulty. And if we want to encourage that, then we have to make it easier for people. Like, like I toured like the Edmonton one and seen what what they go through and how they process. Like, there's no way we could duplicate that what they do in Edmonton. It's just too big a facility. But they're Edmonton's. But, well, but, but in but response to that, if you had an automatic curbside program with a truck with a single arm that picked up a bin, um, you're going to, people aren't going to be able to fill that bin up full of the stuff that you're talking about. They, they're going to have to do something with it, i.e. take it, well, but you're not going to put the 50-inch the TV box out there anymore because it's not going to get picked up. Um, if, if you go with an automatic system, there's a bin, there's one arm that picks it up, you put out the Walmart 50-inch TV box from your big screen TV, it'll be left on the curb. It will not get picked up. You, you as a customer, will have to take it to the recycle depot. So you somewhat force the issue. But you could do that just by eliminating the number of bags. Well, I, I guess on the, the true, and I, I guess my problem with why I, I like the bin is because it's, it's the equivalent of the three bags, I guess. But just from an aesthetics point of view, um, Drive down the streets in Grimshaw on Garbage Day, and um, it looks pretty sharp. It looks pretty damn nice. It doesn't look like a. Uh, it doesn't look like Garbage Day. It looks very attractive, and uh, it has some curbside appeal. And it, it, there we go, and it has some curbside appeal. So I, I, I I'm reluctant to go with with bags uh, because I think uh, you, you go with a bin. Uh, people don't. Have, you, you can put three, the equivalent of three bags in there. You put something else out there. You're about to find out where the recycle bins are in Peace River, whether they're by the arena or 
the ones right behind our office here or up by Canadian Tire or by the Eco Center. So uh, you force that public education. Well, I, but but I'm I'm okay tabling us for a short period of time, realizing we need to move I, on. I, we could do another suggestion. We wouldn't know uh, if it would happen in Tilso, but I could extend an invite out to Evergreen to come talk to council for the next meeting. You could actually, and then maybe he could talk to you why he's not recommending uh, bins for the town. Sure, we could. Uh I, I like this automated curbside pickup bin supplied, which is really your 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 preferred option, right, Councillor Bing? Because you can, and as you said, Trent, in the future it doesn't preclude adding another service to there. Because I look at it, 163,000, and right now I'm paying 235,000. My uh, my my waste costs just went down x number of dollars yes. per month. No, you would probably, like you're saying that the maintenance of those bins would become our responsibility after the five-year contract? Yes. So we'd probably want to build in. I, I uh, mean, some you, you, you can pass that on to your next contractor, but you pay for it. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is, is you may want to um, build in that buffer in terms of what we're charging to manage for when we are going to have to start replacing them or, or maintaining them, if that's what ends up happening. Right, like, you know, what what you do is at the end of the five years when you put this out to rebid, you say, okay, well, the town has this inventory, but hey, Mr. Contractor, any that breaker are no longer serviceable, you have to replace at your cost, oh, okay. and you put it into your next into your next contract. But once those bins yeah, get to be maybe. 10 years old, all of, you're going to have to replace them. All of a sudden, you get a whole bunch of replacements, and you start seeing that in your cost. So you pay for it one way or the other. Or they suddenly change their bin style, so you have to do something anyhow. Yeah. Um, the recycling that was talked about in here, it included cardboard? Mm, I don't think it got that specific. I don't, probably not. It would probably just, just the stuff in the blue bag. So cans, your, your cans preference, and plastics. Deputy Mayor, is to have Ecological come in and answer your queries. Only if we can do and make a decision in the same council meeting so that timeline works. Well, uh, well, that's where forwarding your questions to Sandy so she can be the coordinator and then... Uh, oh, I, I think still, you know, preparing the yeah. question, getting before answers him. to the questions, it still makes sense beforehand whether they come or not. I think the other thing with having them come up, you can always make it quite clear to the public that the... the proposer is in here and they can ask their questions at that meeting as well as long as you're not you don't want to create a situation where they're ganged up on or anything I mean they're, they're just you know a contractor submitting a proposal you know, they, but I mean if yeah. they've got questions as to what they are proposing then they should be able to answer them to the public the same as us yeah it'd be nice if those questions came through you but okay well, I, I can't see how they gang up on it. The guy is offering yeah. you know, 10, 20. He's a smorgasbord of uh, options. And really, if they gang up on somebody for not picking the right one, it'd be the council they need to gang up on. So. And so, Trent, I, I just as far as further information, be, you know, in that discussion, you know, if there was a some clarification, I did hear 2,096 utility bills and the condo guy with 30 units Sounds as though he pays twice. 
um, the owner of the condo association pays and then the individuals pay. But if we could clarify what that $15 number is. Uh, to which? Uh, well, I, I the, the household cost right now, like we in Peace River, for you county guys, you wouldn't know about this. No, no. But uh, we do pay $15 on our residential, uh, on our utility bills. Yeah. So but just because the, the obvious question, people are going to say, well, you know, these are big numbers. Uh, is, yeah. this, is this a dollar a month more or is it $2 a month more or is it or is it less? Like one of these options is clearly less. So uh, there's, there's quite a few that are clearly less. Right. So um, uh, it would be if, – if, if you could just provide a little clarification on that. That's okay, because I have them because his, his submission is – Price per household on the two hundred and ninety six on on two thousand and ninety six. Okay, well, that's that's fair enough. Um, perhaps we should have Ms. Bench here next or next meeting to answer some of these questions yeah, that Councillor Needham has raised. So, are do people want to make a decision now? Well, maybe we should get on around the table and just give a sense of where people are at. So, Deputy Mayor Manzer, if you had to make it make a decision today what do you think it would be? if I made a decision right now yeah. it'd probably be the automated curbside pickup bin supplied yeah. with other things later uh, including maybe the one week of large item pickup at 4,000 per week to help us without pickups etc but I do think the Terry's point about the public uh, having some knowledge of this whole discussion would be a good thing okay so you want to see it Put up on the website, and even though it's only a week's, is it? Do we have a meeting? Two weeks? Oh, okay. Two weeks. Two week notice? Why? You sound like that's not really doable. Well, no. It's it's doable. I guess what what I'm wondering here is on on the timing because we're actually talking about a tender as opposed to a. Uh, we're, we're not talking about selecting a type of system. We're talking. We've got two proposals out here, and if we open it up to the public. I'm I'm just trying to sort out my own head what that's going to do to the two proponents, uh, mm -hmm. because it really if we're opening it up again, that really should allow waste management to come back into the process. So mm -hmm. I've, I've got to think it through, but we just have to be a little cautious. We're not we're we're not going out and asking the the you know we're we're well into the process right now. In order to get public input now, I'm not. Sure. So I, I don't think it's public input. I think what I what, personally what I'm aiming at is that the public knows that this change is could be coming if we go with the bin thing. Yeah. I think you're going to run into some trouble, which we've run into in the past, which is you guys are making some decisions you haven't asked us what we want. So I think okay, the public so input know. is critical. Now, whether that's going to affect this year's con uh, contract and how we go about that, I'm not sure, but I mean, I would hate to go and pick and tell our residents that you guys are going to do curbside recycling and you're going to have to get a bin and you're going to have to put it here and you're going to get picked up once a week. And if you want to recycle, you're going to go up to the recycle center or we could do something different in the future because you're going to get a big backlash. They're going to say, who told you to do that? Whose if, idea was that? But if all we're doing is going from manual pickup to automated pickup, it's a relatively small change. In terms of, like, I realize it's an inconvenience to some people, but it's not It's not going to add a cost to them. So it's not costing them more to do it. 
it may be an inconvenience to some, not to all. Um, I could see if we were doubling their cost and adding services that they may think is irrelevant. That's one thing. We're not forcing them to use the recycling center. We're just saying you guys have to be more responsible about your garbage. And that, I think, is a fair sentiment. I don't think that's out of line. Okay. But you will get a segment of the population that's going to say, you didn't even ask us what we want. Some of them will say, you know what, we got to go whole bore. Recycle, 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 get everything done. And we can add that later. Mm -hmm. But I'll, like, I guess that's why I was saying if we went just with the automated system right now, all we're dealing with is the portion we're currently doing right now, which is garbage pickup. Are we going to continue with a manual system or are we going to go to an automated system? And then we can figure out what we want to do about recycling and ask the public at that point, do you want to add recycling? It's going to cost you this much to add recycling or you can use the eco center that's already in, in place. But if all we're doing is addressing the garbage, I, I don't think it, I, I don't know if we need to open up a can of worms just on garbage pickup. Okay. Point I don't taken. know. So, uh, Kelly, if we Mr. Bond, if we were to, it sounds like we've actually picked the uh, mm -hmm. the the winning vendor, and that's that's and kind of what I'm thinking. it's just the yeah. option mm -hmm. that we want from the winning vendor because when we compare one vendor to the other in terms of the services they supply, there's one that's clearly more cost efficient. Yeah, and and that's uh, I think. I think you've hit on how we should approach this. If we're in, in agreement with the vendor, then we say that, and then what we're doing is we're entering into negotiation over what level of service, as opposed to leaving it open. Well, the whole proposal process is a negotiation, yeah. as opposed to a, a yeah. I just don't to want to get system. back into an entire negotiation with everybody again. So we would yeah. make a mo would we make a motion tonight to to move forward with? Evergreen and determine the level of service on April 7th? Is that sort of how we would deal with it? or? Well, and if we're going to bring them back, then I think you make that motion subject to their presentation. And, and, at that. and actually, the other side of that is to enter into a uh, contract with waste management for just the bin supply, like to the town facilities, because they were significantly lower priced for uh, the overhead uh, bin pickup to the town facilities. And, and I guess I had a question. So you definitely talked to them, and they were okay with separating the bin supply out for them and the rest of their bo services. Bo both agreed it wasn't, uh, you know, they were, they were both interested in the work, right? I mean, right. Uh, obviously Evergreen would love, love to do it all, but they were higher priced on the bin overhead, substantially more money. Uh, but they're okay with not getting the bins. So and you're positive about that. It, yeah. So this is a sever. So you make a tender, and you're actually severing the tender. Well, to, to, to be clear, it wasn't a tender. It was a request for proposal. And there is a okay. very clear difference between a tender and a request for proposal. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And, okay. And so waste management, I mean, although disappointed, they'd like to uh, do the whole service. They're still willing to do the portion they were cheap, cheaper on, which is the overhead bin supply. Oh, okay. And that's basically your recommendation is uh, have waste management supply the bins, yep. adopt evergreen ecological for residential waste pickup. Yes. And uh, maybe Councillor Benke can fine-tune that in terms of present subject to uh, presentation and all that. 
So, Terry, you want to add anything more? Uh, no, I'm okay with that. I can live with it. Or you want to? No, I, I I agree with uh, Councillor Banky and and that aspect. I would support that. The only question I do have is when you were talking about the recycle portion, mm -hmm. specifically speaking about Calgary and having that contamination. Yeah. Is there a charge back to the the community in regards to that can contamination I, for them I sorting it? I don't know. Yeah, he, he just basically was very clear that the communities that have the, the big blue bins for re recycling uh, are almost regretting it not to go down that road. He, he said if you're going to pick up recycling, uh, do it in the in the blue bags. And I'm not talking about the little blue bins. I'm talking about the, the, they're the same size ones as the garbage ones. They're just colored blue. Those are the ones that are heavily contaminated. I think Calgary, they alternate weeks. I think you get garbage one week, and the other, the next week, you get your your recycled dump. Yeah, maybe they should supply clear bins. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about the little tiny blue bins no, that. The, I'm talking like, about the blue carts. Yeah. Yeah, just like if you were, just like if you were to get a one of those trucks comes in and you wheel the thing out full of your shredding material. And, and you can see people's mistakes, right? I mean, you can clearly take an old microwave to our recycling center, so why can't I throw it in my, in my blue container? And that's what they're doing, and it, it ends up contaminating the, the load. So, and there, there's garbage, everything in it. But he said that there's 25% of the stuff that is stuff that shouldn't be there. Well, maybe that would be one of the one of the questions to the to the service provider if there is a charge for sorting contamination and how do they deal with that? Well, they do it by the bag. Like when we toured the Edmonton facility, there were blue bags going in with the waste. Like when the guy picked it up, no, this is garbage. It went in the waste and then goes through. Yeah, through. I'm talking about the blue bin though where, where if they chose as you're that saying, option, you, 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 yeah. You, oh, you, yeah. yeah, you threw it in there and it, it's hidden. So is there a cost associated with that after the fact? When, well, it, when it gets to the sorting the recycling center. process, they've got, to, they've got to move that out. So, Councillor Burry, you have a real passion for garbage. I, I guess I don't know why we don't go for the, the one they recommend, which is the bags and the recycle and the, and the waste waste pickup. I mean, it's it's cheaper, and we get curbside recycling. I guess I'm not hung up on having those bins. The bins would be nice, but I, I guess I'm not willing to pay the extra for, for, for that and in, in, in when we can have for a ch cheaper, less costly proposal, the, uh, the, the blue bag pickup at, at curbs. So, sounds like if the, uh, your, your idea wouldn't carry the day with the, the way I see the votes splitting <laughs> out, but anyhow. Just i got two weeks to get them over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt and call. I don't mean to go before you, but just a quick question with the blue bags. So then is that – they don't provide them. Then people have to buy these blue bags? Yeah. So what if they put them out in a lawn and leaf bag? Does it matter if it's – does it have to be a specific bag? You, you would have a bylaw that describes – and they, they will look after the whole education component. I mean, no matter oh, okay. what you choose, yeah. th th there is a education component, right? I mean, uh, no matter which option you choose out of his, he puts ads out beginning in the middle of April mm -hmm. and, and extends them right through July, and they're going to put out sandwich boards in June. You know, so obviously the message changes depending on the option you choose, but 
you know, they have a, they, they have mailers going out, you know, they. Oh, I'm glad you put this on the agenda now. Holy cow. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you want to make any comments, Councillor Needham? I'm, well, I, just to refresh my memory, I, I, I'm, I guess I'm comfortable with, with after this discussion, two motions, uh, one supporting waste management, one supporting Evergreen, um, and then on the Evergreen discussion, uh, we still want to leave this open to get a little public feedback just to firm up the selection process. So uh, we can confirm two vendors uh, in my mind tonight, but leave the option open for a short period of time before we before we jump. So I'm going to ask uh, Councillor Al Allen from Grimshaw if he's got any advice from us, seeing that you he stepped through this, uh, whatever, eight months ago. You want me to wade into this? <laughs> uh, we had similar conversations. A uh, very long process. We talked about a lot of things. What we ended up going with was the uh, was the uh, carts, right? The uh, brown carts that sit out front. Um, we got, we did some public consultation. Found that there's people were basically indifferent to it for the most part. There was a few comments. Um, at least that was in our community. It might be different in this community. Um, some people were just opposed, if anything, to the fact that they were out now out front instead of out back because our old garbage pickup was in the back alley and now it all moved out to the front, everything. And um, now that it's been in use for a while, uh, people like it. And uh, it works really well. I like I like it better than hauling bags of garbage out to the back. I have my bin out front. I, I can throw stuff in there all during the week and then that morning I wheel it out on the curb and it's done. Is there any issue with snow, Dave? Uh, yeah, to some extent. I mean, you, you have to put them a certain way. You have to position them with the wheels against the curb. Now, realizing if there's a bit of a snowbank there, then you butt it up against the snowbank. But it has to be that way, oriented so the truck can pick it up and dump it. Otherwise, they leave it. Now, for the first, I think, month or so, they were they were a little bit lax on that. They would go and turn it around. But it's obviously time-consuming for them, right? So, so once we got past the first couple of three weeks, Recycling, we do have the blue bins. We're in a different contract with a different provider for that, and we have to go to a certain date for that. So we are looking at with Prairie Disposal, who we've contracted with for the bins, that we may at some point go to the blue bin as well, and then we would have both uh, curbside pickup for both the garbage and the recyclables. For now, because we're still under a contract with another company, we've got the big blue bins sitting by the curb and club parking lot there, and people use those. We just feel that as you talked about here, that people will use uh, the bins more, or even a bag system, it would, if it was available as opposed to driving down with your stuff, throwing it in those bins. Certainly people do, but not everybody wants to do that. So down the road, you know, not that we've passed it yet, but down the road we're going to look at uh, putting in the, uh, the blue bins with the, with the brown system as well. So that would be something that come up. Did your costs stay the same, or did they change uh, the for... Sure why they wouldn't have been on here. I'm really surprised to hear that actually. Yeah. 
they're kind of all over that that part of the PC. Uh, I'm not sure why they didn't bid on. Maybe they don't have the capacity to handle the extra work. I'm not sure. But just clarify your perspective. So everything goes in a in a crosswalk box, and then they they sort it out. No, there's individual bins. Okay. There's glass, cardboard, okay. plastic, and then they take it to GP. They take it and they yeah they do their grouping. Okay. Do you know where like where it gets recycled? They don't recycle the sorted stuff, right? Uh, you know, I'm not even sure. That's a good question. I'm not even sure where they take it. I just know that they do collect them when they're full and bring in new bins and drop them off. Where they take that, if it's Grand Prairie or Edmonton, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd assume they went to the Edmonton Recycle Center, and it doesn't. They won't take anything that's from the city. Oh, is that right? Okay, so I'm, I could find out, but I'm not sure right now. Our CAO would probably know that, but I'm not privy to that. Well, I'm personally curious to know where it goes. <laughs> yeah. Where it's yeah. It's a good system. I can speak uh, in answer to Elaine. Uh, my mother lives in Grimshaw, and there is there's a certain portion of the population that it is difficult. She can't move the bin, physically can't move it. So before, when the garbage cans are in the back, she could take out her little bag of garbage every day. She now can't do that. She can't get the bin out to the. And so that segment of the population uh, has challenges. Yeah. But we do a great job cleaning the streets, so shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> yes, we do. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, so Councillor Mickey, do you know what your motions, motions slash motions is, are going to be? Um, yep. It, it may be just uh, something to the effect that you can word it, but that we uh, enter an agreement with Evergreen Ecological Services for residential waste pickup subject to a council presentation and satisfactory negotiation of service type. That sounds perfect. Um, by April 7th, though, like, is that, because that's my only concern with that motion is what if they can't get up here on April 7th? Yeah. I, th I, th I think we, you invite them, but if, uh, if they don't, come you we you do the best to answer the question sending them through sandy and i'll come that for the next meeting and provide the answers hopefully i come with them but if they're not here or potentially over the phone they could call in and, and yeah. participate yeah, that way yeah. fiber up tell us fibers in town already and we can skype them in. skype them yeah okay yeah i'm good with that motion as well as uh then to enter into agreement with waste management for the continued service and supply of bins to the town uh, buildings facilities. So we'll we'll vote on the first motion, which we uh, want them as two separate, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this is the residential pickup subject. To could you uh, just reread uh, um, Councillor Benke's motion, Mr. Mike? So was, yeah. Uh, enter into an agreement with Evergreen Ecological Services for residential waste pickup subject to a council presentation uh, now if we want to include at the next council meeting mm -hmm. and satisfactory negotiation of service type. I think we have to do it at the next council meeting if they want time to advertise and we not want time to educate depending on whatever system we go with there's still going to be an education component. Okay and uh, so let's vote on Councillor Benke's current motion on the floor. All in favor? 
Okay. Uh, no one's opposed, so that's passed. Uh, so the other motion, Councillor Benke? Was to enter into an agreement with uh, waste management for the uh, supply of bins to the town's uh, building facilities. All in favor of Councillor Benke's motion on the bins? Okay, that's passed unanimously. Unanimously. And perhaps a motion to direct administration to uh, to to put the uh, the, um, the the option the eco ecological uh, uh, well ecological services uh, waste options up on the webs on the town of Peace River website for review and comment. Yes, website and uh, social media. Do you want to provide all eight options, or do you want to whittle it down a little bit? My theory is that we only offer the options that fit our budget, because yeah. there's no sense giving them options for a $345,000 project if right. we only have yeah. okay, so 235. So, so that I, I'm thinking we look at just the automated, automated, uh, or sorry, manual with the recycling. So automated curbside pickup with the bins supplied. Uh, manual garbage pickup with the weekly blue bag. Those are the only two that are in our budget, or just the main, the chain, the, sorry, the manual pickup four bag limit um, are the only ones that fit within our current budget. This is a fee for service proposal, though. So we can we can increase the waste management pickup fee. It's fifteen dollars now. If the citizens come back and say we want. You know, blue bins right. and all that kind of stuff, and it's we're willing to pay twenty five. So what, what else do you want to put on that list of choices? Well, the only one I like, I, I prefer the the recommended one, which is less costly. But I think we need which, to put up uh, those which other one ones. Is that one? That's the that's the one, the manual garbage with the weekly blue bag pickup. So that's on the list. Blue bag limit, yeah. But you're talking about the other ones there, um, Rod, where we're talking about the automated with the recycling. And the, what was the other one? The um, green, what's the green cart service? Is that the same as the as the yard waste collection? Yeah, green, green cart is yard waste, yeah. Okay. It's gr grass and... Uh, lawn, yeah, lawn clippings and leaves and, and stuff. And, and, and just, compost material. just to be clear, n neither one of the proposals submitted what you currently do. You currently have no limit. Yeah. Both proposals said... They want to institute a bag limit, limit. Right. Well, which might be the main educational part of the whole thing. Well, if people can't get their garbage out in four bags. There's a problem. So, <laughs> I like the four thousand dollar a week uh, collect the furniture part. Of it. Well, so then we're basically <laughs> almost at putting all the options up there. So, well, okay. So, uh, which ones are we eliminating? The um, We made this motion and passed it for <laughs> a reason. I, I mean, the the report I, we provided you is already public. That's already up there. Right. So if people mm -hmm. want to dig deep, they're going to see it. But I mean, in terms of but putting yeah. it out to social media, I'm, I don't know if you want to yeah, put it out. There's way the too many choices. People want would want would want us to narrow it down anyhow. Right? And perhaps that can 
component that you're referring to can be dealt with similar to our spring and fall cleanup because yeah. it, it can be added in at any That's time that we so our total cost is it costs not only the residential though that but we have to add on the bin part right the facility bin part when we're thinking total cost don't we no the, the, this price is for the contractor to basically recoup his costs of the bin over the five-year term the facility town yeah. facility bin that oh, would be that the, the, plus residential yeah, the, the town facilities uh, are already coded to the individual departments so they're not in that budget line so you don't have to worry about that okay so ha have we narrowed it down we haven't narrowed it down have we so put yeah so sorry so how about manual pickup four bag limit automate uh so that one the next one um the third one do we want that one That's the one the contractor's saying, you know, that's the big blue bins that the contractor's telling you not to do, right? Okay. Okay, so so the third one, assuming that number one is manual pickup. So the second, first, second, skip the third, put the fourth one on. What about the one after that? Is that your favorite, Mr. Burr? Well, I'm way down. The contractor okay. down. So number five, nobody wants that? Okay, number six. No. Okay, so th this is your preferred option, Mr. Burr. Contractor recommend manual garbage pickup, three bag limit, weekly blue bag pickup. That's your preferred option, right? Okay. Uh, and uh, this one week of large item pickup, I, I think that's you, you, if you're keen on it, you designate whatever one one week a month or one week every three months and just pay an extra four thousand right yeah he, he he was suggest i think what they're suggesting is you, you do one week for uh furniture and one week white metals per year yeah okay yeah so, so we, don't we do that in our spring and fall cleanup for the week and a half every year we already do that but this it, is at the house is it yeah not? elaine's talking about if you don't have a pickup truck to get it to the phone a friend <laughs> Yeah, he I'll obviously they're, you, they're not familiar. <laughs> when he submitted this proposal, he's not familiar with your uh, your spring and fall cleanup, right? So he was offering this as an extra yeah. service. But, but at the same time, I understand where Elaine's coming from. You, uh, a preference, whatever, uh, whatever, one week every three months or one week every six months, just to haul your couch out there and let someone haul it away. So, but that can be done any. It sounds like any time. So. And then the, uh, and then he doesn't have an option for the very last box. So I, so have we? So I think we've settled on what the options are. Yeah. Okay. We've got five of them there. Yeah. One, two, three. Sorry, three. Four, three. Four, we have four. Four, four options. Okay. Four. Which seems reasonable. Yeah. Okay. So that so. Do I need it? Is someone going to make a motion in terms of putting this on directing administration to review and comment? Oh, did you? 
Did you make that motion to direct administration to? Yeah, you did. At social media. Yeah. Right, social media. So yes. all in favor of Councillor Benke's motion? Okay. Yeah. So that was. You know everything is about waste management, right? Edmonton is going shooting for ninety-five percent elimination of stuff to the landfill. Like they're going to start burning everything here in the next six months or something. So everything that they can't, everything they can't recycle, they're going to burn. So they got some when I was a kid, we used to do that. We just took it out to the barrel at the on the back lane. <laughs> this is a mission tree, Your Worship. Wouldn't be a public document because it's you know proprietary information to the right to the contractor. But should I not? Should I maybe have Anna send out the proposal in its entirety to council? Yeah, so that they can ask, ask the questions. Well, it's, on. it's on our council thing now, isn't it? No, no he's no, talking. You, you have my write up. You have my write up where I'm talking yeah. the, the whole entire proposal. That right, put that yeah. and then just title it com confidential and proprietary yeah. for uh, councillors' use only. Okay, uh, so that takes us to uh, check registry. Um, any uh, any questions on the check registry? So one of them, Holy Family School Division, one hundred thirty-five thousand some odd dollars. Is that education or? I would think that's the uh, first quarter requisition, but uh, again, I, I'll find out for sure. But I believe that's what it is. That's our power and gas. Maybe a motion. The Peace River uh, Old Timers, is that something we supported or is that something for. It's on the third one. What number is it? Uh, 7-5-4-8-5. On which one? Old Timers Hockey. So, yeah. Did we. Was that from the grants, grants, the council grants or. No, it, uh, it may have been a refund for ice time or something like that. Okay, all right. So, Mr. Mayor, I would move that we um, accept the March 9th, March 27th, and March 18th um, check registers. 17th. 17th. 9th, 17th, and 18th. Yeah. Okay. All in favor of Deputy Mayor Manzer's motion. Okay, that's passed. So that takes us to uh, councillors' reports. There's a two-week schedule on the uh, on the web website starting with uh, March the 9th. Uh, so uh, Ms. Alexoff uh, noted uh, the off-site levy open house. Um, 
don't think the understanding conflict styles was part of ours. Maybe. I attended that, Your Worship. Oh, it was that okay. t training that uh, Northern Lights had. So. Okay. And uh, there was a number of counselors that attended a two counselors that attended a MDC conference, and uh, there was the special meeting of council. So, um, would anyone did anyone attend any other events? And uh, then I'll ask the next question. Yes, Deputy Mayor Manzer. I went to. Um uh, Peace uh, Regional Library on uh, this past Friday in Grand Prairie on the 21st. On behalf of the watershed, I went to the Flare Trade Fair. I think that's it. Okay. Well, Your Worship, uh, if uh, if I may, I could uh, could add uh, back to March the 5th. Uh, Councillor Burr and I attended the uh, Peace Regional Waste Management uh, uh, Committee meeting, so that would be the week prior to what's noted on the agenda. But if you would allow me, uh, I think, and I alluded to this earlier in my, my discussion about uh, our garbage contract that we've just looked at. Uh, the Peace River, or the Peace Region, rather, Waste Management Company uh, has got a couple of open houses planned. One is uh, uh, the 30th of March in St. Isidore, 31st in Murray Rain. And then is going to join uh, join in the trade show on April 10th and 11th. And the purpose of that uh, is it's part of their public consultation um, uh, rollout. Uh, they of course are located uh, in the MD of, of uh, or the the, the county of, uh, of Northern Sunrise County. Uh, the footprint is uh, beginning to fill up in terms of airspace. The, the current facility, I believe, has a 20 24 time frame, I think, is if my recollection serves me right. So there are a number of options being talked about in terms of the facility, in terms of the current site, and the management group is going to take those options to the public uh, and seek seek their advice. So um, again, the 30th is, is in St. Isidore, uh, 31st is Murray Rain, and then in Peace River as well. So a workshop format, uh, they have some uh, experts coming up in terms of the waste management business, and they've developed some cost options, and uh, so people will uh, will have an opportunity to weigh in. Uh, this may or may not be a big issue for Peace River because, uh, uh, as we know from tonight's discussion, we simply hire a contractor and our garbage simply goes up the hill, and, and what happens to it happens to it. Uh, in the rural area, people have... Uh, some issues, I guess, in terms of further expansion and development. Uh, so that's the purpose of that workshop. So that's the only addition that uh, that I could offer. Well, I, I think well. I think you should mention that. Uh, so part one of the uh, things the Peace River Waste Management Company is considering is a move to the green zone, which would, if we continue to take garbage to the landfill and don't recycle 95% of it, Will uh, would increase a contractor's cost because they would have to haul it further, and then of course the return trip back and trucking is generally the largest cost in uh, in terms of moving well commodities. I guess garbage right. can be considered a commodity. So there is certainly it has 
implica cost implications for uh, Peace River residents and businesses, actually. So, particularly if they want to do demolition work of some description. I think the other thing that's quite significant is the waste management company subsidizes municipal uh, tipping fees quite substantially, and they do that because of the industrial stuff that's coming in. If that stopped, as as some people want, then that could mean that our, our uh, waste management fees in terms of sh trucking it and tipping it there would go up substantially, like as 80% or 60% or something. Yeah, so my recollection is that uh, we pay about $32 a ton in terms of tipping fees, uh, and that's subsidized by industry. If we didn't have industry, the, the industrial waste stream, if the industrial waste stream isn't taken to the same location, those tipping fees would go up to roughly $78 per ton. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, the gallery and those on uh, the broadcast have now discovered that these are the options that are going to be laid out. And if you were, I guess I would encourage people to uh, certainly attend uh, those events. And uh, it's certainly an education component to it. Um, and there'll be staff present as well as some of the directors. Uh, there'll be a discussion about what some of those options are and, and what, what the implications are. And uh, um, so that, that input or that public consultation will help guide uh, guide the strategic plan. So, Mr. Uh, Needham, is there an online component that people could I, somehow I get their views yeah, you know, to I, the group? I'm going to say no because uh, I believe that that was not uh, not one of the... Uh, I think the you hit, a, hit the nail on the head. We're really just Luddites around that Peace Regional Waste Management Company board table. So uh, we <coughs> will... Uh, Take that back to the general manager, Mr. Art Sawatsky, and uh, provide that as a suggestion. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Um, anybody else want to comment on uh, any uh, events they attended and uh, the highlights, the, I guess the takeaway message for those? I think only in, in addition to the ones that were already mentioned, I had the PREDA meeting on Friday. So um, a main focus of that meeting uh, was the clinics in McLennan. Um, obviously, there's a lot of concern around that uh, and some, some good information in the roundtable in terms of what some of the uh, communities are, are uh, looking at doing and uh, working on to enhance the economic development in their, all of their areas. Um, but nothing earth-shattering came out of it at this point. So hopefully McLennan can keep their their dental clinic, though, because I know they're really worried about it. Um, from the Peace Regional Library, the Excellence in Library Service Award deadline is June 30th. Anybody wants to nominate? Um, also, we're getting a questionnaire that's coming to council to um, answer, I think it's four questions about the um, uh, regional system. And that should be here by the end of April. And there's a board AGM May 9th in Grand Prairie. Then with respect to um, the watershed, um, its annual general meeting is May 22nd in Fairview. And we have a medical clinic meeting that's now been set for April 10th. Okay. Somebody want to comment on the off-site levy workshop? 
I, well, I'll make a comment then. If nobody, I thought it was well attended for a dry subject, and I think that uh, uh, there was uh, some good education around it. I think there are people that were ideologically opposed to off-site levies that uh, may have changed their mind when the rationale was was uh, put forward. So, uh, so that was my uh, my take on that. The, uh, the other activity on uh, the 10th of March, uh, Your Worship, was uh, a couple of us attended the Mighty Peace Tourism. I'm sorry, the Mighty Peace Tourism Association meeting in Grimshaw. This was their little lunch mixer event. Um, Councillor Tannen and I attended, and um, it, yeah, it was a was a good discussion. The uh, Alberta Tourism had a couple of three. Uh, three staff members up and they were talking about some of the, the tourism marketing dollars and the packaging and the marketing stuff that they were doing and uh, I was pleased to chat earlier tonight with uh, one of the Peace Fest organizers and uh, I think he found it useful to uh, pick up some information and it sounds as they're, they're going to be partnering with uh, and you're using some of those dollars so a, a good event uh, regrettably the chamber, I didn't see anybody from our chamber there but uh, uh, just the same, it was a, a good discussion. So uh, in terms of moving out for the next week, um, there is a, uh, a meeting of council, special meeting of council, uh, primarily to discuss the emergency management plan, or do I have the words wrong? Okay. And along with that, uh, perhaps we will... Uh, I think that we should put another agenda item is discussion on the uh, on the uh, fire services agreement, and uh, along with that, I would like to. I have uh, um, uh, the schedule to the fire services agreement. I I I have that in front of me to sign off. But I, I would like to discuss that a little further on, on Wednesday. So perhaps we can take the one that I guess we voted on. And could you also send out the old one so people can compare the two? And that would probably also help in terms of discussing the fire services agreement. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Um, yes. Uh, I can show you right here. So, uh, so this is the new one. Okay. I haven't signed it off yet, mm -hmm. but can you get the old one so well, people can? The old one because we've had two ones now, right? So the, the one that started this or the one that happened on February second one? Maybe you could do uh, all, all both of them and just label them distinctly different so so are you saying there was one in between that never went into effect we had the one that took effect February 2nd okay and then so we had the original one the one that took effect February 2nd and then this one okay so if you can label original February 2nd and uh, new new current or new right Okay. 
Are there any other? Uh, um, well, that, that'll probably make for a pretty busy agenda, so. Yeah, we just had an arena meeting here um, prior to this. And basically, um, Tanya's put together a bit of a really rough kind of draft on how we want to proceed, I guess. And she's broken it down into three categories. One was fundraising, one was uh, communication, and the other one was planning. So we touched on a number of different items that fell into different categories, and we gave her some suggestions basically on how we want to maybe take another look at that. And Tana and Ed asked that she break it down a little bit more as to this is what we got to do first, this is what we got to do second sort of thing. So uh, we will be going back to that. She will rejig that a little bit, I think, and then probably in the next... I guess the, one of the key things that obviously is still holding it up is we're still waiting for the uh, needs assessment. Um, so as far as our timelines go, again, that's still fairly critical. We can't do a whole lot, but we are going to try and proceed on a few other fronts at the same time. So um, shortly after that needs assessment comes through, or basically at the same time, uh, this plan will come to council basically to update people on where we propose to go and hopefully get a nod from council that we're going in the right direction. Not, uh, if I may, Your Worship, not to get too far ahead of the committee and your work. Um, <coughs> We all know how painful it is to get a simple meeting organized with somebody up the hill or this, this hill or that hill. Um, so back to the needs assessment. Is it too soon to throw a date out right now and pick June the 5th for the meeting date? Uh, I, I worry the needs assessment will come along and then we'll wait six more months to <laughs> organize a meeting. So... Um, promises were made a long time ago as to when this needs assessment was going to end. It, that, that's here and there. Um, so we know what's out. There's some analysis, whatever that is. So is it too soon to put no. the neighbors on notice right now? I, I just... There was some discussion today in terms of some some motions that we felt needed to be made in the next little while. Um, and one of them does allude to meeting, presenting to our neighboring municipalities um, sooner rather than later, and we sort of thought that that motion would potentially come to council around the end of April, or that discussion would come to our council around the end of April. But we do need to have some discussions around, um, I guess, where our council's head is at in terms of the levy and what we want that to look like. So I think we are going to have to have a discussion on that prior, ideally prior to April 7th, which is when the first bit of information that Tanya is going to present would be looking to come to us. Prior to what? April 7th. Yeah, we can, and then I guess if we don't, we may have then to set a different may, a different meeting a, date. Another meeting date. Because I think I think the mayor is right. I think Wednesday is going to be pretty full. It depends how long this emergency um, plan takes to go through. But um, I, I want I personally want to discuss it right away because I don't want us spinning our wheels any longer than we need to. So if you, if you put it on, if you don't get to it, it's fine. But at least we can table it. Yeah. Okay. I, again, I wasn't trying to second no, guess no. the work of the committee. I just, you know, we, I'm, we met with our neighbours in September and, God, we, we meet in January. No, you know, it's, it's you're right, Councillor Needham. We did actually discuss that. Exact thing, yeah. To get it good, going. Good. Okay. But yeah, because we're all on the same page. We know we need to get Excellent. this rocking. Yeah. 
um, and our goal is to have some concretes before we break or break sure. for and, the summer. And, uh, I'm uh, certainly willing to pitch in and help wherever I can, and uh, good, 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 good report. Okay. Um, the only other thing, too, I was going to mention was this Saturday we have the hospital yeah. gala, and um, there's six of us, yeah. I think, going, but there's two empty seats at the uh, table. Yeah, I won't be able to make it, so uh, please invite, uh, I would suggest MD of Peace. If Some of them are party animals and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't mind a party to go to. So, because I think we have two, uh, um, Councillor Burr, you and, and your wife are attending, and Councillor Sawchuck and your wife and myself and my husband. So we've got oh. two seats. I think we've got two seats left. I think they're tables of eight. Wow. So uh, extended to 135 then. Um, I think that's fair. You can just make a... Now, they do have a... Gr they probably support or heavily support... Well... I guess they could support both because their residents would use both. I was going to say the Grimshaw has a foundation as well, but we can definitely extend it, and if not, then I'll send an email out if that's okay. Or or, if, or even uh, does Northern Sunrise County have a have a – I think they have a table because they contribute quite heavily to the foundation oh, okay. every year. So. Okay. I'll, I'll, I can talk to 135, and then if I'll not, I'll – I'll leave it to your best judgment who to okay. fill the seats with. Okay. I attended the uh, first uh, Citizens on Patrol board meeting, and I'm pleased to say they now have an active board. Um, they're just finishing off their bylaws, and will be applying for uh, a nonprofit society status, and they'll be moving forward with that group in town here shortly. Um, also, on Wednesday, I attended the memorial service with Councillor Sawchuck and Councillor Burr for uh, Firefighter Lee Vickery as well as I uh, attended and watched uh, the procession on uh, Main Street on, this, on uh, Thursday. And I just wanted to uh, publicly say that's a job well done by the Peace River Fire Department. Very classy. Okay. Anybody want to add any future items that they think worth bringing up? Okay. If not, um, we will... Uh, well, there's a, a number of informational items. I think we should uh, punch through this. Um, is there any that one or more councillors want to highlight? And if not, I will accept uh, a motion to take items 11.1 .1 and 11 through to 11.11 .11 for information. Your Worship, I, I uh, before we jump to that, I, I've, I've heard this announcement on MSI funding twice now, and I'm I, I remain confused. So is this is this 400? Let me open this up and uh, clarify what it, what the amount the number is here. Apologize, I just opened the wrong one up here. So I just, I'm just looking for the allotment that we received out of the MSI funding. Five hundred and eighty thousand two hundred and thirty-six. Okay. So, so there is one in here, and I, I just am having trouble opening it. So the, the portion that we're going to receive is this, is this just 
money that was announced, is this just another announcement of the same money? I guess is maybe what I'm trying to. Is, is this an is this an early announcement of money that we were going to expect anyway, or is it in fact new money? We've asked that question oh, actually okay. <laughs> uh, directly of the department, and it is definitely money that was available in in the 2014 year. It's being allocated out in 2015. They haven't told us if it's additional funds or if it's going to now form part of our 2015. All right, so, I, I, so I, I am, it's it's not me then, there's some yeah. interpretation. Okay, yeah, fair, I, cer I certainly enough. at this point wouldn't consider it to be additional funding. Right, that's, that's kind of where I was, Th thanks for the clarification. It's money, that, it's money that we haven't in our budget anywhere at this point then. Like well, it's not, this isn't money that we've accounted for as capital expenditures in our 2015 budget. Yeah, we, we have accounted for a full MSI allocation in 2015. And what we don't know is if this is additional to that or if this is going to form part of it. But in our 2015 budget, we have allocated based on getting our full MSI allotment. No, I, I took it this was additional funding that the Conservative government found that they were going to dole out just ahead of the election. So, And that, that may well be, but they wouldn't tell us that. They wouldn't say, yes, this is additional, so add 580000 to your budgets. They didn't say that. So... Um, until they do, I think we have to yeah. be cautious. Yes. Uh, so, Councillor Needham, do you want to touch on North Peace Housing? <coughs> March no, 2015 no, no, board no. meeting synopsis because uh, the number of uh, other counts, councils around that table complain about communications. Although I don't think we've complained about communication from that board. <laughs> well, uh, so I, just in response to the mayor's comment, yes, I believe this is a result of um, a meeting that happened a month or two ago where there was a desire to see uh, more paper. So the executive director uh, at North Peace Housing has pulled this together. And this, this is sent out um, to board members for uh, review and then and now it, it, it ends up before us. But uh, um, I would have liked to have hoped that I'm not sure why the communication problems broke down in the past. This um, North Peace Housing stuff is public information that's available. Uh, I've shared stuff with, uh, with our group here, and sometimes it's in camera and sometimes it isn't, but uh, in any case it can be shared. So I, I think this format is something that, uh, uh, well, will be the carry forward. We do have, just on the topic of North Peace Housing, we do have a meeting in Berwyn uh, on April the 1st, and we will be uh, generating another set of board meeting uh, minutes after that event, I'm sure. So, uh, um, and I will be attending that meeting. Uh, if you're going to ask for a, a motion, Your Worship, I could, no, I, I just I could, I could do, accept all the information items if you wish. It has to do with the variance reports. I think I've got okay. the right section. Anyways, um, on one of them, it talks about road, street, and walks. It says, due to limited snowfall so far this year, the cost of snow removal is far less than expected. Then it says, annual memberships are yet to be expanded. What did they mean by memberships? And how much was spent on the snow removal, I guess, in 2000? 
I don't know if I say 2014 or the winter of the winter season of 2014-2015. What we'll do is is bring you back uh, the actual number for the the next meeting. Um, sorry, now your your other question was. In the same uh, little paragraph there, it says annual memberships are yet to be expanded. Oh, and so what are those memberships? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I actually didn't bring my budget up or I could tell you that, but it, I'll get that for you for next meeting. What does memberships mean in that context? Honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, and I read this, now I can't remember what it was. Um, but I can't, we don't have any significant memberships. So unless they're talking about our, uh, like our GIS system, those types of annual renewals. So well, it's, the wastewater it's, it's people would be it, part it, of member, it, members of the. I, I think these are software member or software licensing agreements is what that, it that, That's what I think they're talking about here. But I'll get that clarified. Um Alberta Environment and Sustainable Resources uh, sent in a letter. I, w I wouldn't mind sitting down with Mr. Darcy Beach and uh, discussing some items with him. Oh, well, one item, and that would be uh, certification of water and wastewater operators. So uh, this fall we had uh, an industry individual um, basically back up our municipal operators, but uh, Alberta Environment isn't very keen on giving out uh, accreditation to those to those industry folks, but yet they can play a, uh, a backup role for us. And so I'd like to talk to him about the reluctance of Alberta Environment to... Uh, or at least some some means where those people can get uh, the accreditation that they need. Um, uh, so uh, I don't know. Perhaps you can just send out a letter. I don't know if we need a motion on this information item. So I'll, I'll follow up anyhow. Uh, uh, Mr. Byrne, you're big on the Municipal Government Act review. Do you want to, uh, anything worth noting there? <coughs> I didn't see it here. I saw it in it's something I read at work. There are about four things that they're putting forward to deal with right, <coughs> right away. Um, they're going to require, or what, some of the things they're looking at incorporating in amendments in the fall. Uh, mandatory three-year operational budgeting, uh, mandatory four-year capital budgeting. Um, there are two, two or three other things that they, they uh, are proposing to move on right away. There seems to be a strong consensus from both the uh, provincial government officials and the AMDNC and the AMA that, to move forward on these items. And that's, that's kind of what this... The minister seemed to imply that um, she intended to have this all done by the end of 2016, including regulations. So, Mr. Burr has a year and a half to <laughs> get his suggestions in. Okay, great. Any other questions on the uh, variance report? 
No. So uh, if there's no additional questions, perhaps a, a motion to accept items 11.1 through to 11.11 .11 inclusive for information. Councillor Needham. All in favor of Councillor Needham's motion? Um, so are there going to be, are there, were there any notices of motion filed, Mr. Bunn? Okay, uh, let's deal with key communication items and uh, I will turn to the press and ask him what the big story coming out of uh, tonight was. Probably the wager with Town of Fairview. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, Okay, yeah, that would, we'd, yeah, we, we'd appreciate you getting that out there. And, and, and a great pun, and you can put that in the newspaper. Yeah, garbage. Well, why don't you talk to Councillor Burr? He's passionate about garbage. So. <laughs> because Councillor Needham has a four bag limit. <laughs> okay, two thousand dollars. Well, I think I, I don't. I don't know if there's anything more that. That the council can add that was wasn't added that wasn't said. Um, I guess really, Mr. Roshik uh, is yeah. You're more than free to talk to him, and uh, I guess Miss Modi can explain the uh, the MC, the municipal planning commission. I think that's what it is. MPC uh, process. I would, uh, I'm thinking that if they have questions on that, because they tend to be of technical nature, contacting Ms. Uh, McLaughlin or Sam, Ms. Adams. Um, you can uh, make me the point of contact on that. The spring and fall cleanup tender awarded. Um, who do we want for that one? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, Rod Burr or, or oh. Councillor Needham. Okay. And um, I also had donate the two donations. Okay. So it was the science fair. Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, and I also put down the letter of support on the dental clinic. Okay. You're going to exhaust us with these photo ops, but uh, it, yeah, if Denny Gagnon or whoever wants to represent the finance, well, we don't have a meeting next week, right? So it's kind of after the fact. Okay. Oh, okay. Sure, why don't we, yeah, April 7th, yeah, if the guy comes and we can do that, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you arrange? Do you do you actually say, "Hey, show up at the council meeting. They'll give you a big check, or uh, and I'll take a photo." Or I, I, we do that. Okay. 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 We'll uh, we'll get Denny. Uh, well, well, his name was on the list, so I guess you just send him an email and say, "Hey, there's a photo up." You guys look like you want to go home. <laughs> it has bacon in there, so you can eat it. Yeah. So now you know how uh, people of the Muslim faith feel when <laughs> bacon, bacon in the <laughs> bacon in their candy. Okay, well, thanks. We're going to take a break for five, ten minutes, and uh, that's pretty well it. Unless you want to get some sound bites or, or yeah.